So they they kind of outline like the timeline in which like the length of time a person, depending on the region they live in, can actually make can damn near be a millionaire or at least have spent over million a million dollars in in funds because the system is designed to lock you in. You know what I'm saying? So it's like um talking about how like if you live in the uh Midwest, upper upper Midwest, you know what I'm saying, you're dealing with climate issues and like that. So you get uh you get heating vouchers and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Different utility uh coverage, all the you know what I'm saying, all of this shit is like public aid shit. You know what I'm saying? If your child go to public school, you know what I'm saying? Public school is a form of public aid. You know what I'm saying? Anything that's public is considered public aid. Uh, you talk, they're talking about how, uh, you know what I'm saying, the, the Section 8 system and how that works. Like, they, yeah, they offer, uh, you know what I'm saying, programs to kind of get you out and to own your own house, but they they know by design that not a lot of people are going to take that offer because it's, it's just too good. It's too good to pass up when it comes to everything you can get from the government. You know what I'm saying? And then all you got to do is just get rid of the man in the house who may or may not be able to get... Is, make as much money as what they're offering you it's a no-brainer for them you know what i'm saying so you take all of those components and you put us in a situation where we just don't know who the fuck our dad is and a lot most of the owners a lot i won't say most but a lot of the owners goes on the dad because shit it, it, it he could he could figure some ways out to kind of establish those relationships if it's one of those estranged relationships where you know what i'm saying the courts get involved then that's a different story because you know that shit get expensive you know what i'm saying hiring lawyers and trying to you know what i'm saying negotiate that way so it's like if you already economically challenged that's not even an option bro you know what i'm saying then you got the situation where like uh the, the rate of at which we drop out of school and shit like that so is this is this a uh, undereducated set of parents? All of these things factor in. You know what I'm saying? So you can't you can't maximize your earning potential because you you know you don't have a proper education. So you got only you got a handful of options, and anybody could say, "Well, go get a good job," but nobody's even looking at all the elements that that put you in those types of situations. So some of those situations are just a byproduct of not having your dad, dog. And getting a getting a job isn't always a good job. Doesn't always just show up at your front door, dude. Most of them, like, think about it like this: if you if you undereducated, and uh, the the job you want at Amazon come up, you may not even get that job at Amazon for the simple fact that they require you to at least have a high school diploma or a GED. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you take also into account, like, what if you got your felony? You're most likely going to get one, you know what I'm saying, in those environments. You know what I'm saying? Under these same circumstances, bro. These are like all of these different elements that, that coincide with this welfare cliff shit, dude. It's like, it's so rare for people to actually break free from that shit and flourish. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like you got to slingshot your kids out of it because as the, as the, the parent, and I don't think people understand the navigation, the navigation it takes to kind of like push, get yourself out that situation. Like they say, oh, you know, we hear about things being tough and we know you had a tough, but you don't really get it. Like you didn't experience it. You don't know, you don't know, you don't know what that's like every day waking up trying to avoid these traps. Yep. It, it becomes, it, 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 it not only does it stress you out or, you act like it doesn't stress you out, but 
it, it, it kind of fucks with your psyche, your psyche too, because you don't know who to trust and you're trying to navigate these situations. Yeah, these people look like me, but everybody's not on the same type of path as I am. Everybody's not trying to accomplish the same goals as I am. And, and, it, and it's a it's a really fucked up situation to be in where the only thing you can do is entertain. The, the fastest way to make a dollar is entertain or slang, you know, and, and that sucks. That sucks. And then, like you said, that, that there's this system that's telling a woman, hey, you don't need the man in the house. We'll give you more money if you take him out of the house. Mm-hmm. We're paying you to get rid of him. Yeah. Don't have him there. And then the man all of a sudden feels like he's not needed. And he's then, not wanted. There was a time where they used to require them to go to these meetings and shit like that, depending on which program you was on. And ain't no telling what kind of fucking crazy propaganda they preach to these women, these young girls. You know what I'm saying? Because most of the people who get on the system, if you're not old and you need the shit because of your uh your health or something like that, it, but if you start out young, ain't nobody, all, everybody in there young is impressionable. And they very de- impressionable. And they desperate because they got babies. You see what I'm saying? It's not this man, dude. The whole design of this shit is fucking crazy. And then they and then they don't. They're not completely aware of what this of what's actually happening to them. The more they take this money or the more they don't educate themselves about what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I got these babies and I need to take care of these babies. But what are you doing while you're at home all day? And then think about it like this, bro, because we're, this ain't just happened. This is like over generations. Right. Absolutely. And, and it takes on a different look now. But the traditional side of it is like parents raise mothers in these scenarios, raising their kids a particular way, depending on the, uh, their financial circumstances and shit like that. So they're raising hustlers. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They ra- you know what I'm saying? They're raising uh, schemers and scammers. You dig know what I'm saying? Because all she know is she needs to turn this around. She, she don't have no plan. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, she, again, undereducated, probably probably didn't have no real goals. because she was, She's just part of that same tree, family lineage of underachieving. You know what I'm saying? So now her kids out she got a son out here who don't have no type of respect for women because his mama always told him, uh, keep your dick in your pants. These bitches don't want nothing but your money. Blah, 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 blah. You see what I'm saying? Because she's trying to protect her baby boy from, from what she know. So now he out here moving kind of crazy because he don't have a dad in his ear fucking the giving him the- what, What's really going, yeah. Balance. You know what I'm saying? That's and you know why his dad ain't in his life? Because his dad was raised that way too. It's a it's a perpetual system right now, bro. All it takes is like that. That's why a lot of times when moms don't know no better, but they get they they don't want the they don't want the street the system to get you. They put they put their sons in uh youth programs and try to get them a you know what I'm saying put them around some other boys and men that can kind of like get them on track. That's and those be the mamas who don't who don't ever usually have a man around the house. That's that's true. That's you know true. what I'm saying. Cause she don't want to expose her kids to no men. Cause she don't trust men. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. How that all the psychology behind that shit plays out. Yeah, bro. That is crazy. And then now, now the young men, they have to grow up and try to figure this whole situation out for themselves without knowing how to talk to women. Some of them without knowing how to move with purpose. And imagine like the ones that's out here telling their daughter, "Get you a man who's gonna who's gonna take care of you. Get you a man who with a good job." Yeah. And then that's the juxtaposition of the ones who say, who tell their daughters, fuck these niggas, you don't need no man on some on some hardcore feminist shit. You know what I mean? It's like, it's wild out here, bro. It is. That's why, 
that's why I, I tell my girl this all the time. I'm not trying to re-enter the dating market. I said, if we don't work, I'm solo dolo. And you know, nah, because motherfuckers out here like really go went through some shit. <laughs> it's, 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 it's serious business out here, my guy. It's you, serious you business out here. With a chick that, you know what I'm saying? You, you hook up with a chick, you really dig her. You find out she got a, you know what I'm saying, a kid or whatever. You know, the older we get, the more the likelihood of a woman having a child is, is that. You know what I'm saying? But then you find out the reason why she fucking with you is because you can save her. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying, think about it. And you know that shit's it's a thing. Just like his dudes out here who prey on them type of women. Nah, no, thank you. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I, it's like just the the when you have when you take it from a macro view and just look at it, you're like, boy, we wild out here, bro. It's that's crazy when you think about it like that, man. Yikes. Yeah. It's like so, she praying on him and he praying on her. Yeah, it's all, like all because this shit was all broken up. Yep. It got to the point where it's like when people when you talk about savage behavior and shit like that, we had a primal state, bro, in certain in certain segments of our community. This shit is sad, man. That's why a lot of a lot of us, you know what I'm saying, we get intoxicated to numb the pain. Mm. Because mm-hmm. motherfuckers just don't they don't know what to do with themselves. And they don't trust. Now you think about it like this, there's so much distrust that been uh placed on like our quote unquote leadership. So much, you know what I'm saying? It's distrust everywhere, bro. Well, and then to me, I would say what well, well, what leadership, you know? It's all questionable now. You know what I'm saying? Like even the ones who do try to step up and they say something, it's you could just be like, uh, this nigga here. Yeah. Just saying, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how niggas is about. Like, like uh, I would say, like I use Dr. Umar as an example. Like what he, <laughs> I, what he represents. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you laughing, like what his intentions are versus the way we we view him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he probably feels like I'm one of the brave ones that's willing to speak up and say some shit. Right? I should, you know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna keep forging for the rest of us. Like nigga, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of truth in what he says, but he peppered that shit down with his own philosophy. Yes. You know I mean? and, yes. And, and a lot of us just can't get with that. And that's what that's the case with a lot of who we consider to be our leaders. Do you that's do, what happened with Did Bill you consider Crowley. him like a hustler? Yeah, because I know what hustlers do. I yeah. know but think about it like this though. Malcolm X was a hustler. Think about it. You see what I'm saying? Before he ever went to prison. Facts. Facts. <laughs> that's, that's the point I'm making, bro. Like, that's, why uh... I, that's why I can't measure a man by that perception, bro. I just had to measure him based on his words and how, you know what I'm saying, the, the optics of it. Okay. Okay. I just go by the actions. For me, it would just sound like motherfuckers are just out here trying to get a dollar out of it, you know? I'm going to tell you like this, though. But we live in a capitalist society. Correct. So, it, it, yeah, yeah. Every movement it costs money. Everything costs money. So that that's another thing I had to like. I shelf that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to throw it away. You know what I'm saying? I would say who else we got? Because we are most of our leadership is is reflected through different media and different uh different lanes, right? So like um another one I would consider to be like a quote unquote leader would be like Dave Chappelle. You know what I'm saying? Because what he's what he stand on and what he represent, he ain't necessarily representing the entire movement, but he paints a picture that people in the hood can relate to. You know what I'm saying? People in the middle can relate to. 
that's what each one like dr umar represents one i'm uh, here's another one and yeah. this, this is an up and coming dude and and I, the reason why i'm gonna put his name in there is because he polarizing as fuck but our community gravitates towards him who was that kevin samuels Kev, kevin samuels rep all he ever talk about is bringing the black family back together that's all he so ever I, I hardly I, I i haven't made time to really listen to his message bro right um um but I, I was just going off some of the stuff that you were sending me and then some of the clips that I may have seen on Facebook where I, it was like the women didn't understand their place and what a man was really trying to do and, and what it, what a man should be capable of, of doing, if I'm saying it right. Um, so I, I really need to sit down and listen to him so I can get a, a better view of what it is he got going on. I'll give you a brief summary of like, one of his talking points. All right, well, what I'm describing right now as far as like bringing the black family back together, getting men and their kids' lives and blah, 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 right? He had an uh, episode where he, would, he he asked these women, they all call in and they talking about they got kids, but they want them high value men. Now, high value man is a dude who's resourceful to, to his peers. You know mm-hmm. He's wealthy. He's, he's part of a strong network of people, you know what I'm saying? And losing him is a detriment to his, his peer group. You know what I'm saying? So a high value man is a dude, he could, uh, a high value man can make $80,000 a year, but because he's all those other things, he's a pillar in his community. Magic Johnson is a high value man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Diddy is a high value man. He got a network, he, you know what I'm saying? If losing him, because he employs people. You see what I'm saying? Uh, and he, so those are just mere examples, but these regular ass women, who got kids are leaning into trying to find that man. That's fantasy thinking, bro. That's the Disney. That's not a reality, That's bro. Disney. But think about it. If we have regular everyday women calling into his show with that on their mind, we have a problem. We have a problem, bro, because hypergamy should not, hypergamy is like addiction to sugar. You know what I'm saying? Like women are naturally hypergamous. They need, Somebody who's gonna provide and protect, right? Yeah. And women want a man who gonna, who makes more money than them. They don't want a man who make as much money than, as them. So if you got a lot of women out here, they not necessarily broke women, but they don't want to. They don't want to work all these long hours. They don't want to have to not be home with their kids. They don't want to. You know what I'm saying? So what they want is somebody who can solve they they problems. They call it in the Kevin Samuel show on on looking for hope. Yeah. And, He's checking them. He's bring, giving them raw reality checks. He's trying, cause he's looking at like, why are you not with your kid's father? What went wrong there? Shit like that. He's asking them questions. He's like, because what you're asking for, it's not gonna happen. So you either gonna have to find somebody on your level or, you know what I'm saying? Buy a cat and die alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Cause think oh, about man. it, bro. This is what's this is the this is one of the main gaps. Somebody, so I was told it was just like the there were times when he was putting black women down. I was like, oh, I, I I don't know. He got, he, got he, he he'll call them on the aesthetic. He always says that we need to be. He said you calling into a show that's viewed by hundreds of thousands of people. He got over a million viewers, right? He got right. subscribers. Um, so he's like, treat my show like you're going on TV. You come on my show and you smoking a cigarette, you got a bonnet on your head. That don't look good for you. It don't look good for black women. That's what he's telling them. You know what I'm saying? 
He's like, come on now. We, we, we used to take pride in the way we look, the way we carried ourselves. What happened? Bro, motherfuckers be outside in, in pajamas and bonnets. This is why I feel like you get like he gets a lot of pushback, though, because he's telling these average, everyday, regular motherfuckers, get your shit together. And now that's why he's so hated. They always try to find a negative and what the, they missing the whole message because they listening to the tone. Or maybe they're not missing it. Maybe it's, it hurts. That too. Maybe but it hurts. Blame it on his tone. Oh, he's so disrespectful to women. He's so disrespectful to black women. Like, dude, what's deemed, what you consider to be disrespect is just raw, uncut truth. Yeah. He's not calling them bitches. He ain't calling them hoes. He ain't cursing them out. Just putting things in perspective. In perspective, like you are not a 10. Boom. What's wrong with being told you're not perfect? Because no one is. He telling them, he telling them you average. Everybody's average. So when you say like, like he and he just used these celebrities as a measuring stick. So he was like, uh, Kelly Rowland, Beyonce, and Rihanna would be like his top three most beautiful women. You know what I'm saying? Kelly Rowland, Beyonce, and, and Rihanna. Mm. So he, so he just asked, he said, and he used that just as a as a measure. So you're like uh, eight, nine, and ten. He said in whatever order, those would be his eight, nines, and tens, right? So women, these women that come up, call on the show, you can see them on camera, and he like, how would you rate yourself uh, one through ten, and you can't use seven? They, you know, most of them be like, I'm a ten, I'm a ten, I'm I'm more than ten. It was like, well, how would you rate yourself? Yeah, from one to ten, and you can't use seven because because wow. women are more inclined to pick seven. This is what wow. he had. This is how he framed his questioning, dude. But people got a problem with him, and then they they call. <laughs> that's that's wild, dude. I, we need to do a reaction to one of his his fucking shows. No. I put it on. I put it on my YouTube channel. We need to do a reaction to sit there because you you're not familiar. So this is like this is perfect grade A entertainment, bro. And it, and it's real. So that would be the reason why I would pick him as another one of them. But then it's it's probably like one or two more we would consider to be leaders. You know what I'm saying? Um, Kanye ain't there yet, but he do influence, he do have a major influence on like you know facts plus tax, facts plus tax. He does. He, he, he's he, it seems like he wants to head in that way. Yeah. He it's just him. right now his life is so chaotic. His personal life is so chaotic. It's a distraction from whatever his message is ever going to be. Do you think he'll full tilt into that? I don't know, man, because I think when we were talking about on that last, on that first episode, I think we did about Kanye, you know, we we're talking about the head trauma shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're never the same at the major car accident. So how he how he uh, conducts himself and the way he uh, illustrate his points and stuff like that could be problematic mm -hmm. for any type of movement he could be a leader for. You know what I'm saying? Because Kanye okay. is so fast and he speaks his heart almost to, to his detriment. Yeah, you don't want him to get up there and go too far off the rails right? Uh, and, and disrespect the wrong group of people or a person and or just say it wrong. And it's just disrespectful. And he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it like that. I just think like. Bro, it's kind of crazy because I know everything I just said, probably controversial as shit, just talking about like on the leadership side. Mm -hmm. People have to understand, man, the framework of everything that we dealing with as a community is really just based on the back of leader, lack of leadership. Yeah, and it's, and it's critical right now. Leadership starts at home, right? And men are biologically designed to lead, dude. It's our, think about all the risk we take. We take, we take risk without thinking. 
that's a that's a leadership trait. That's a survivalist trait. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we 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 measure danger. That's a sign of leader leadership. Think about our me- the way we measure danger is what keeps us alive. We don't get yes. you see more videos of females fighting than men fighting because we know that the shit could escalate to death. You know what I'm saying? It can result. It's a reality when it comes to us. Someone could, this could go past the point of you slapping me and and me walking out. Like this could end with you getting beat the fuck up, spit on, and and maybe even killed in the process. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying, bro. So think about like, yeah, when, when, that's why you have all these young boys who don't have no self-control because they don't have nobody to help them tap, you know what I'm saying? Tighten down on that. Yeah, that's when the cold comes into play. Yo, it only goes that far when your life is on the line. Don't ever let it get that far. Always start with being able to talk to a man and give him his respect. And that goes to my next point. It's the lack of respect, bro. It's the mm. lack of respect. You don't have a father who teaches you all the, you know what I'm saying? For men, for, and this, I think I said this on the episode too, for men, respect trumps love. But if you have somebody always teaching you love, you don't ever prioritize respect. Respect is big. Like we love our mama. Our mama show us probably the most love we ever, you know what I'm saying? Ever. 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 But because of that, and we don't have that balance of logic in the household, a father figure, you're not gonna, you're not ever gonna prioritize respect like you should. But so when you feel disrespected by somebody, you have an overreaction to it. And that's when you end up being a killer in these streets. But when you have somebody who can help you tighten that down, yeah, temper it, you'll never, you'll never allow disrespect in the first place. A person that never feel comfortable disrespecting you. Think about it, bro. How many times you ever been outright just disrespected as a man? You see, you know why? Because when a motherfucker see you and they listen to you and they watch you move, they know not to. I've never, I never had a motherfucker disrespect me, bro. I see motherfuckers post about shit like that on the book. I see people like t- posting about it on the ground, always posting these memes about uh, getting disrespected or some crazy ass shit like that, some chick doing some wild shit to him. And I'm like, dude, you, you gotta change the way you move. You gotta change the way you think. You gotta present yourself better. You come in as a, you, got, you cannot leave yourself open for disrespect. Think about wow. people, they so surrounded by tons of people. That's a person who's insecure. That person is always getting disrespected. So they feel like they need to, you know what I'm saying, insulate themselves. But when you can move out here in these streets solo dolo. And I usually am. Bro, like that's why that's why we gravitate towards each other as a squad. Man, and let me say this. Uh is Six is really just saying a lot of shit that like we 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 don't really discuss amongst men. We don't really talk about. Um, the, the, these are important conversations uh, for the community. Like the, there are things that we are strongly lacking. And, and when you look, if you're looking at the grand scheme of what he's saying, the whole landscape, it, it's playing out in our environment, in our environments, in our communities. Like we seeing it all the damn time. Or, you know, or when you said what you were saying was they go on an overdrive, some of them take steps back because they just let a man punk them mm-hmm. and they don't know how to they don't know how to deal with a man that's just uh, talking to them crazy or some shit like that. 
Like it, it, it's wild out here. But the main thing that we've seen is a lot of these kids are walking around saying, yo, you know what? Fuck learning how to talk to you. Fuck a fight and defending my honor that way. I would rather murder you. To get, the, to get all the respect I want. Because if everybody know I'm a killer, that fear, they're substituting respect with fear. You know why they learned fear? Think about all the ass whoopings they got as a kid. Think all the all the all the belittlement they probably heard. Motherfucker told them they weren't gonna be shit. Motherfucker told them that they, that they had to learn how to be a man. They couldn't cry. Crying was for bitches. Yep. So now they now they substituting respect with fear. Man, God bless any and everybody older than me. That was a man that was get try to give me game as a kid, man. Whether I was doing right or whether I was doing wrong, I appreciate y'all. Salute to all y'all. Man. I think this circled all the way around to the uh, topic, the title. <laughs> so the topic that we was that we spoke on would be... Fear as a controlled substance. Fear as a controlled substance. And the reason why I said that, why well, I was like, do, how do you feel about that is because what we're looking at is... Uh, a situation where they're telling you that you have to live your life with this jizzab right in his out. You know what I mean? Right, right. And and you can't go nowhere. You can't you can't go outside. You know, you, you, your job is requiring you to do that. You know right. what I mean? They, they it's all in the media, all the colors that they're using for this type of stuff. Right. I think it's a. Uh... I think it's it's not as complex as it looks, but it has a lot of elements to it that kind of like the way my brain works. It it kind of has a it has because I try not to lean into the conspiracy theory side of things. So when I'm viewing it, I'm viewing it just from a pra pragmatic standpoint. Mm -hmm. like value of all this is and shit like that. Now, what from what I do know, scientifically, a virus can never be eradicated. You know what I'm saying? So like, just because motherfuckers ain't walking around here with polio don't mean that they cured polio. They suppressed polio. You dig what I'm saying? Smallpox has been suppressed, but you hear about also that there are fucking, uh, there's a vault full of fucking different deadly viruses. So that means they got the strain somewhere. Somewhere. If they want to roll it out, they can do that, right? So from a pragmatic standpoint, I'm viewing it as getting the jab is like, a flu shot, but people's minds have been, you know what I'm saying? Because COVID is nothing new. It's like this, what, this, this version of COVID is just an advanced version of bird flu, pretty much. And that shit was like in the last 20 years or something like that when the last time we had that. We had the bird flu, swine flu, H1N1. West Nile. West Nile, shit like that. So understanding the premise behind the money factor, you know what I'm saying? Trying to drive up this pharmaceutical econ economy, you know what I'm saying? That's why they was able to throw money at all of these pharmaceutical companies who could develop a vaccine. The disease, I believe, is a real deal situation. It's real. It might not be as, it might not have started as rampant as they initially put on, but they knew that once people start spreading it, it would be an opportunity to cash in on the situation. So why stop it? You see what I'm saying? That's why we had, we weren't even, we didn't follow the guidelines of, of sheltering in place for two weeks and shit like that. Which could have uh, prevented it, right? Right. I think you said this before, other countries shut down, we just slowed down business. Yeah. 
And the reason why, man, is because we are a capitalist society, dude. We all about that bread. Bang, bang. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a lot of industries that, that are either thriving or they suffering because, you know what I'm saying, poor placement. So you have like, you know what I'm saying, the medical field, the motherfucking company that 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 makes makes fucking face masks probably blew up. Motherfuckers started making their own face masks and they started their own business. Facts. You know? Just that that became their hustle during COVID. Right. So everybody, everything on the upside and downside has is impacted. Yeah, entertainment and stuff like that is kind of impacted on a heavy scale because that's where you get the most people to gravitate. You know what I'm saying? Movie theaters, concerts, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Sporting events and stuff like that. But even with the, the way the NBA did the bubble, dude, that shit was kind of wild to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like the prior the prior prioritization of things in that way. It was like, man, we gotta get this bread. I know y'all want a ball. This cold ain't that bad. It's just you're gonna get some sniffles. Look, we're gonna bring some scientists in here to talk to y'all and tell y'all what's gonna happen. Or we'll do a Zoom call on there with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My job. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker ain't shut down. Shit. <laughs> 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 you said you fear going nonstop, huh? Nigga, this shit been running through this shit like it like it's just another day in the office. Yeah, motherfuckers are out for COVID and shit like that. They they got protocol and stuff like that. You get tested. Mm -hmm. But these motherfuckers ain't turned one light off. <laughs> light in the, in the broom closet is still on, goddammit. That's crazy. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I'm so, right there with you. But see, you know what that is? That's the mentality of men. You know what I'm saying? When because all the everything that we have going on is a byproduct of men trying to make life more convenient and comfortable for women. And keep what they got. I'm gonna tell you like this. Most men who have something have it to entertain women. Yeah, I ain't saying they're not, but oh so what I'm saying is is like you doing it, you still trying to do it to make sure that you keep it. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Make sure debts are paid off and all that shit because you don't want interest to accrue. That's why people like, most of the people I've seen online like really bitching and complaining about like uh, the repo man coming to get their shit or, you know what I'm saying? They facing uh, liens on their shit. And so just the unmotivated, bro. Motherfuckers who've been sitting at home with their feet kicked up, you know what I'm saying? While these men out here trying to get their bread up so they can keep, on, keep the shit they got. You know what I'm saying? The repo man... He ain't had no day off since this shit started. Nope. They've they been going to get everything, bro. Everything, bro. Because motherfuckers, <laughs> the motherfuckers who've been motherfuckers who've been missing work trying to avoid getting COVID, them motherfuckers ain't paying their bills. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They ducking and dodging and shit. And then the, I told my brother, he sent me the text and when he told me he got this shit. I said, dude, we just talked a couple days ago and I, days ago, and I told you it's inevitable. Everybody gonna eventually get a version of it. I said, and the reason why is because we sacrificed two weeks for two years. I said, that ball already rolling, bro. I like. We my, all involved now. We, it, we just, a, mask, a mask ain't preventing shit. All a mask does is reduce the odds. <laughs> and they don't do that good a job at it. No, because it's not like that, uh, that virus can't get under that mask, man. Stop it. You got you to gotta go home and lay down. Nigga. <laughs> nigga. You know it's in the air. You do know it's in the air, my right. <laughs> Motherfucker, You got this mask on, a motherfucking cough in it, and, and little speckles getting your eye. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? <laughs> you you, you got to breathe. You got to breathe, my guy. 
You got to touch a door. No, you got to do something out here. Oh, man. I'm like walking around in a bubble. <laughs> and one of the radiation suits. <laughs> looking like looking like on the Simpsons when uh on the on the intro card when uh when uh Homer is at, at his work he got on the uh the nuclear radiation suit mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how motherfuckers walking around here and all yellow <laughs> walking around here looking like they, uh they on a movie uh Apollo 13 or some shit <laughs> <laughs> no my god you can't do it <laughs> you can't do it oh uh, in the 1930s scuba suit <laughs> with the brass on it and shit. <laughs> man, heavy ass equipment, man. Yeah. Uh yeah, it, it's crazy, but it, it just seems like you know it was so much of a push for it though. And then you had, you know, Bill Gates, you know, throwing all this crazy ass information out. How is the man that can't get viruses off his computer tell you about? Getting a virus out your body. <laughs> he he dig me. He know that he know what he's doing, bro. It's like oh, yeah. you know what he's doing. It's like he he knows because his 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 company do, did all this research in Africa and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? When they you know what I'm saying they they, they use us to study shit, bro. Guinea pigs. Yeah, man. I mean, in exchange for like rice and water and shit like that. <laughs> and they get a old, they get a village of people carrying baskets on their head. You know what I'm saying? They stop them on the side of the road and ask them, do they want to get some water and rice? Right. Do you and want some soup? And then they inject them with some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then watch the effects from a distance. Yeah. You know what I mean? See and what happens to them. Tag them. Tag them and bag them like they're animals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And ain't nobody going to miss them because they're not even on the local census. You know what I'm saying? They rural as fuck. Just out there, you know what I'm saying, barefoot, and that and that's like way across town from from the main metropolitan city and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it might be like 30, 40 miles out away or more. Man, Africa is a big fucking place. Hell yeah, hell, any country in Africa is a big fucking place. Yeah, to have fifty four countries <laughs> on the continent, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a lot. Look at that big ass slab of stone. Well, that's, that's 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 influencing the entire rotation of the earth right now, bro. Yes, yeah, because what, what Eurasia fits in Africa, what twice? It's big, Eurasia. all of that, all, all that. of it. I think we fit in there like three times, three or four times. Yeah, Russia, ain't that big. No, it ain't. No, Russia, Russia, and uh, Asia can go in there a couple times. Yeah, Africa is big as shit, man. Don't let them fool you out with that damn map. You, Africa, big as shit. You can and they, I think they say you can fit all of, all the rest of the uh world in there. Continents in there, yeah, yeah. They fit them all in there at the same time. Yeah, and still have room. <laughs> man, they out here playing with y'all, man. Stop it, stop it. Yeah, but I just think you know. Do so, but I'll say this: they did use fear during you know slavery, right? Fear is the most intoxicating feeling it's because what it is is it, it it's that it's the thing that that indicates danger you know what i'm saying where you which it gauges your danger your rate of danger and what you need to do to survive so if a person can trigger that part of your brain and keep that motherfucking part of your brain active they could damn near control you you know so they can either control you or you'll lose control and you can kill them there's two things that can happen that's why they do what they do because they know that we have enough fear in us 
That's why they always say they surprised we ain't did nothing to their ass yet. Because they expecting it to come back to them yeah. because of the, what they did. Yeah, and they, they see little elements. They hear, they hear it in our music. You know what I'm saying? We just ain't acted on it. Because they still got a hold on us through fear. Mm-hmm. You know what they're using to control us through fear? The prison system. The fear of going in that motherfucker. That can. You know what I'm saying? That concrete box. It's like, you do something to them. That's why, like, if something happened to them, dude, white people can walk through our neighborhood and not, never get touched. But they so afraid to come to our neighborhood because they because of the fear of what we might do. We fear we fear going to jail for doing something to them, and they fear of what we might do. You yeah. see what I'm saying? And they they difference. don't they don't they're not coming to the neighborhood unless they are familiar, or they know that that Starbucks has went up. Yep, <laughs> on everything. <laughs> Starbucks and Whole Foods show up. That's the indication. Okay, it's good over there. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> the good ones are. <laughs> yeah, we can go over there. Yeah, we can run through that neighborhood. We can buy some properties. The Whole Foods and Starbucks is like a flag been posted. You know what I'm saying? They can see the flag from down the road. That's like that bad signal for them. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. Word. That's crazy. But and, and it's it, it happens over and over again. It happens over and over again. Yeah. Man, real quick, let me say this though, man. I want to say this. I love. Black women, black women, I love you. And that's no knock on nobody. But I just want to say that because you may not have heard it. You should hear it. You should hear it more often. Black women, I love you. I love my mama, love my aunties, and I love my sisters. Word. You know? Absolutely. I just want to say that. So I think that um I love all my cousins, male and female, but you know, just want to give some love to the women. <laughs> I think it's that male and female. It's all good. It's all I, don't, good. I don't want nobody to be out there like, oh, he only you know gave love to his aunties. You get that, you get that text. Oh, that's how you feel. Right. You don't love your uncles. <laughs> oh man, I love everybody, but salute to the black woman. You know, gotta love the black woman, man. Gotta spread love to the black woman. Yeah. It's it's crazy, man. So you gonna have to uh send me an episode. So that I can check out my man's uh, Kevin Samuels, because bro, I, from what it was made to seem, it was like, yo, this dude is out here talking. He downing them, like he talking bad about them. And I was thinking about it, you got to understand what what talking bad about somebody is. But if he giving you life game and speaking on what it was actually going on in your life, com- the t- the situation you have compared to the situation you want, I say it like that. Yeah, it's like, um, how can I put it? It's one of them things because it's, it's like there's layers of like uh, uh, of the way we think that a lot of the times it, she gets lost in translation for us. You know what I'm saying? So it's like uh, some of us uh, we, we communicate on a level on a on a high on a high intellectual level, mm-hmm. and so conversations with somebody who don't think high high intellectual, they'll they'll probably take some of the stuff you're saying as either boring. Uh, uh condescending you know what i'm saying it's like so many different up negative elements that they they that they view and what you say if it's coming from you on a high intellectual level so that's where the dumbing down of conversation comes in you know what i'm saying so like i feel like kevin samuels he communicates on a high level on a high intellectual level he he does his research he's not right 100 percent of the time but who is who, i don't agree, i 
don't, I don't agree with everything he says, but who does? You see what I'm saying? But there's no mistaking his intentions. There's no mistaking the message. You, you have to outright, you have to, listening to him, you have to outright be looking for some shit that you don't like in order for you to disagree. But you know what? Some, sometimes, we are, I think we said this already, the truth is just offensive to some people, man. They don't know how to take it. Yeah, because it's a mirror held up to to an individual. You know what I'm saying? Some, I'm, my father, yo, I, I'll say this, and this this is some real shit. Um, how can I phrase it? All right, so um, if you got a girlfriend, right, and y'all go out to eat, and uh, you pick up the bill, you know what I'm saying? That's what's expected of you, right? Uh, you, uh, you and your girl, like, you know, say y'all sleep, and y'all hear a thump in the night, like somebody kicked in the door. Who's expected to get up and and check on that? The manage. You know what I'm saying? We understand our role, bro. We understand what's at stake. You know what I'm saying? We know our part. We know what role we play. You know what I'm saying? But when you add, when you, you don't have to. You have to almost like convince a woman sometimes nowadays, especially if they living under these conditions, to even just play her part, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like you you had to damn near like you want her to just trust you. But there ain't no trust there. So you enter these situations because of the way this system lined up, bro. And that's all he communicated, man. He's like, look, um, all we want is you to be a be our woman. We don't need we don't need adversaries in the crib. You know what I'm saying? I don't need nobody who's praying on my pockets. If you if you in my life, you in my life. Why are you praying on my pockets? Man. Why everything got to be about a trip to Dubai? Why everything got to be about a Birkin bag? You did what I'm saying? It's because they said that bullshit lifestyle shit, man. That shit ain't, ain't even realistic, bro. Oh, man. And it's only realistic if you live in that lifestyle. So that means you work to get to that point. Or you just a fucking entertainer and you got a fucking Instagram account and everybody following your ass and they admiring the shit you post and, and they, they, they want that for themselves because that's, that's the only way that they view getting out of their situation. It's a portal to a, a fantasy for them. It's like that's watching fantasy. Think about like when you grew up and you was a shorty and you was watching different strokes, you know what I'm saying? That big ass fucking house and shit like that. You know it was like a penthouse or something, right? It was a penthouse apartment. Yeah. Yeesh. Growing up in a hood, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't watch, couldn't wait to watch that shit. <laughs> I was, you know what I'm saying? Watching the Cosby show was the same thing for people, man. So it much was, love for the Cosby show. It was a portal to a different perspective. It was intentional though. You know what I'm Absolutely. Absolutely. So you think about it like this. Now, now we're now we're viewing things through the small, you know, through the small screen on our phones. And a lot of people are influenced by stuff that's not even that damn intentional, bro. You know what I'm saying? You think Cardi and them fucking scripted their whole trip to go buy a new car? Or, you know what I'm saying? All they're doing is just trying, they, they trying to impress their fans. <laughs> and their fans are just out here like, God damn, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be doing that. I mean, right? It's just like, dude, I feel like I'm like talking all over the place on it, but it's like, it's all, it all interlinks. All these damn different elements link up. That's why, like our sisters, our our sisters, all all they need to do is just allow us to direct them into accountability, so we can all get back on track. Because they raised the sons and the daughters, dude. 
the men are are out here. We out here. The ones who out here are out here, and then the rest of us is in either in jail or we dead, and we all under the same conditions, bro. My mama, for the most part, she did the best she could. Uh, she did everything she probably could that she thought. And um, my dad still being around, her allowing him to still be around was the best decision she could have ever made. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of women just don't let their kids be around the daddy like that because she just don't like him or some shit like that or he ain't shit. But that relationship is way more, the relationship between him and that kid is way more important than any other of those uh, issues when it comes to uh, how you feel about him, how she feel about him, because it outweighs it. That that is so that is so needed in that child's life. Even if he have to be forced to spend some time with his son, he should do it. You should do it. You should do Instead it. Of, that's why I'm saying like child support is like abdication. Child support is like buying off the opportunity to actually be a parent. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, she needs the money to kind of uh, supplement the bills that go back to the whole welfare thing, bro, about the welfare cliff. I mean, it's so many, there are so many reasons to not have him around, bro. So many financial reasons for him not to be around, even the child support. Because he missed a payment, he going to jail. That's crazy. Okay, he, missed, he missed enough payments, he he, he going he gonna, to uh, face uh, uh, garnishment until he, his wages run out. Then he goes to jail for not being able to pay. He loses his driver's license, so he can't get to work if he wanted to. You know what I'm saying? All these different things that, that just totally drains the system. It ain't, it's not her fault. It's just that the system is designed to manipulate her. Because she's the she's the thread that holds the family together, bro. She's raising the kids. They got her by the neck. Without without understanding. And that's all he be talking about, bro. Without her understanding, like, yo. We in a wild, we in a wild. If you get if they get you, they got me. Like, don't let them, don't let them trick you into that. Yes. Don't let them trick you into that. Like, do at least give me enough space to do enough because i can't do it all but let me do what i can do keep in mind like i was saying we undereducated out here too you know what i'm saying it's a bunch of us out here just you know what i'm saying got the min- most minimum education so they out here hustling they got all the smarts but they just don't have the education to go with it so they out here hustling so it was it was used wrong so and it, so and it, the reason why is because men are naturally resourceful we're gonna figure out a way so hustling is just us figuring out a way that's it. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Trying to make something out of nothing. But what, what throws all of that out of whack is these lofty expectations, expectations from women, bro. Because think about it like this. Women want them a dope boy because he can spend money on them. Not to not be a provider. Not to, you know what I'm saying? She don't want a man that can provide some stability or whatever. She just wants him to blow money on them. Think about that, bro. That's a crazy, that's a crazy dynamic. And what this dope boy know is if he want that piece of ass, he got to throw money on him. He got a trick for it. You dig what I'm saying? And it goes across the board. All the way across the board, since you put it that way. The entire relationship is skewed. And that's just that sector of people. You know what I'm saying? Now let's talk about like the, the, the girls who actually went hard. They got their education. You know what I'm saying? But they spend so much time grinding their ass off on the job, trying to, you know what I'm saying, become partners and, uh, co- you know what I'm saying, up in the in the corporate sector or on the, or they nurses or some shit like that. By the time they really ready to settle down, it's almost too late. Because they've been too busy trying to, you know what I'm saying, get that job. It was career focused. You know what I'm saying? 
And then when they get out here, they, you know what I'm saying, they in their late 30s, early 40s or whatever, and they trying to- Too late. Man. By that time, men have already gone, either found who they wanted or men already resigned themselves to the fact that they're just gonna be out here fucking. <laughs> For real, bro. It's dudes out here who get back, who got a bag, would never get married. What what for? They got their pick of the litter. Listen, I know, I know a few like that. And, and, and what's crazy is a lot of people don't know that people don't believe that 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 life exists. You, once you make <laughs> nigga, I make enough money, I could live that life. I make enough money, I could, I could just I I only reason why the only reason why I'm in a relationship is because I'm a not I'm monogamous. I'm a monogamous focus. I've been in a fucking monogamous monogamous relationship my entire adulthood. So, Thanks, ladies and gentlemen, anything That's else? True. Anything else is fucking chaos for me. It, it is. It's not habitual. That's not what you do. I'm not out here just. I'm not fucking trying to see if I could build me a roster. For what, <laughs> nigga? For what? <laughs> oh my god! He said, "Build me a roster." <laughs> One women again, women are hypergamous. They get wind of the fact that I make the kind of money I make, they on my neck. Yeah, they <laughs> because you know it's a it's a status symbol for them. Yeah, and that's what that money bring, bro. That's what you know. What I'm saying status and money are the driving factors for a man's success, bro. And when you understand your purpose, and you on your purpose, you can bring your family together, bro. You can get you can have you 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 can find your queen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But what we don't we don't we don't practice that in our community because we out here fucking pimping and hoeing and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Each other into the fucking dirt. <laughs> <laughs> On that thing. Like we stomping each other out with the shit, man. Yeah, man. And this is, just, I don't know, it's just, it comes back down to the whole, uh, bring, you know what I'm saying? Just having a family back together, bro. Yeah. The, the, I mean, but the, like, I don't, I don't buy into the whole, I don't buy into because ain't nobody perfect. There's no, there's no, and there's never been perfection for our community on this on this soil. You know what I'm saying? But I do know this. A lot of the stories they get told, the narratives and the way they, they've been spun, we gotta rewrite that shit, bro. We gotta we gotta position ourselves where we could actually correct those fucking stories, man. Like the color purple should have never came out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. That was a Steven Spielberg film. Somebody else should have should have, you know what I'm saying, got behind that. That, that was Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, bro. You did what I'm saying? You told Harpo. <laughs> you see what I'm you see where I'm going with this, bro? Ooh, man. But, we, but we hold that movie in such high regard because it was full of black actors and shit like that. Motherfuckers look at that movie like it was a gospel. Like, man, Mr. was an evil man. Silly was a victim and all this old crazy shit. Like, man, what I, the I honestly like, Alice Walker wrote the book. Alice Walker wrote the book. But this motherfucker made a goddamn movie on it. <laughs> a movie that had nothing to do with him. <laughs> button and white button and nigga business. <laughs> like, like, how about this? Why you want when you want to tell a story? Let's tell the story of how how black folks got to that life. How that how did what preceded that? How, what, what, what made a black man, what made black men behave that way? How, where did they learn this behavior from? Where did they get what? that shit from? <laughs> you did what I'm feeling where I'm going, bro. You did where I'm going with this. That bro, ain't just happened. This shit ain't just like, these are some evil niggas. That they hate their daughters. These are some niggas who hate women. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Nigga, the slave master used to do the same shit. <laughs> the same exact thing. 
and, this is and, what I'm saying. This and, is and, 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 and yeah, it's it's it's, it's learned it's behavior. So whatever it was that they learned, all they did was implement in the household once they had a chance to uh, get away. Got a little money, got them a piece of land. Well, this is the way I remember white people used to do it, or this is the way white people do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't, and then on top of that, it, I'm not saying that every household had a nigga or a dude in general just smacking up women, because I know that shit was prevalent fucking 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. But everybody didn't live their life that way. You know what I'm saying? And nowadays, women hit men all willy-nilly, and they don't even get the cops called on them. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of dudes around here. Dude, men are more likely to get abused in relationships than women. We just don't report it. Man, we ain't trying to go to jail, bro. We ain't, we ain't trying to be called a bitch for letting a bitch beat on us when we get back around our friends when we get out of jail. That too. You know what I'm saying? We got pride, bro. <laughs> that pride is pride. Comes it, ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't being scared. No, we ain't scared of them. It ain't being scared. I don't think. I don't think some people understand that. Dude, I ain't scared. You don't want the stigma. You don't want the stigma, bro. We don't want to be called a woman beater. <laughs> you know how, and I don't, this is the part where I, I was telling somebody, I, I was telling somebody this earlier today. It's like, man, do you know it? the difference, like the power and force that comes with a man hitting you is something different. Yeah. Ain't no man trying to do that shit, man, and then be stuck with that label. Think about it like this, bro. What, what what is so what what good ever comes out of hitting a woman, man? That's 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 there ugly. No, there's no nothing good comes out of fucking beefing with women. That is, that's ugly. Yeah, dude. I'm you asking are you degrading. You are degrading what we are, dude. That's the lowest level you could go. That's why it's imperative that niggas get. You know what I'm saying? Like think about it like this. So just think about it like this. If that why if that's our lowest, why is why is it that they can hit us, but that's not their lowest? It's just what is this what that nigga deserved? You know what I'm saying? Our lowest is beating on a woman, but them beating on a man is not their lowest. What's the lowest thing? What's the lowest level for a woman? See how long you got to think on that, bro? No, I know what it is. I don't want to say it. I don't even want you to speak on that. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you like this because it ain't uh, it ain't it ain't uh like sex or nothing like that, because women got sexual freedom now. They do what the fuck they want to do. They make money on OnlyFans. You know what I'm saying? That shit is, a, that shit is, they have a whole support system, bro. They have an entire support system for that. So the stigma on sex, on women's sexuality is gone. True, true. They out here catching bodies, bro. They out here, they, they even, they got a name for it. They call it they whole phase. Yeah. Yeah, you got to forgive me because I was in I was in my whole phase. You better not. You better not question it, nigga, because then you toxic. Yeah, you're discriminating, bro. They were like, you need to grow up. You know what I'm saying? They don't you know say start shaming you and shit like that for having an opinion, <laughs> for having a type, dude. They the most protected class right now, bro. And if they say it about us, it's it's an opinion. But if we say it, then it's a dis- discrimination lawsuit. If they say it about us. It's it's a it's a shame. You know what I'm saying? That's why you like back in the day, it was a big deal to have like Richard Gere dating a bunch of different women. Uh back when when uh uh Brad Pitt was dating all these chicks. Now he like he ain't moving around like he used to. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a stigma on men who do that shit now. They call them predators and shit. 
Bro, it's it's like we living in the upside down world, dude. This is inside out. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't where we from. We on it. We in an alternate reality, bro. Shit is weird, bro. We in weirdos world. Hey, this shit changed like a motherfucker in what five years? <laughs> is it five or ten? Yeah, probably probably when at the at the strike of midnight on in the year two thousand. I don't know. <laughs> shit ain't been the same since I remember. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn, we in an alternate universe. You know what I'm saying? This is the multiverse. Lord have mercy. We Ladies and gentlemen, we done went all the way on the other side of the tracks. Six to <laughs> went ham in this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We supposed to be talking about controlled substances. Uh, fear being a controlled substance. It kind of all correlate, though. <clears throat> you strip it down. Because people are afraid, man. We do what we told because we're scared. You know what I mean? We show up to work every day because we got to get that money. That money is the one thing that's that's that shit matters, bro. Hang over your head. You don't even know why it matters though, because it's fiat currency. So why it matter? Why do it matter? You know you what know. I'm saying? Because <laughs> we don't want to find out what'll happen if. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I don't get this money, I know that shit get real for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like I my living. Exactly, nigga. I done, I I collected the shit I got because it's comfort, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm at home. I got you know what I'm saying. I got my beat machines. This is my studio. I got my you know what I'm saying. My living room set up the way you know what I'm saying. If I come in and one of these motherfucking things gone, I'm not the same motherfucker I was yesterday. You see where I'm going, man? We it's like this it's control, bro. That fear, bro. It's control. That shit control, gotcha. bro. That motherfucker's like. Sit up, they got this people still pay for cable, bro. Like literally, like cable packages. Cause the packages be trash, man. Dude, like you get all you need, all you really want is like probably like your local shit and probably like five other channels. But they're like, all right, cool, but you gotta get the rest of this shit though. You can't get the re- you can't get what you want until you, you buy, buy all this. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? That's that control, bro. <laughs> Motherfuckers been having cable since the 80s. You were like, dude, you know you could get just the app for that. Like, oh, man, because sometimes I want to watch cooking. Yeah, it, <laughs> but it's on the app. Sometimes I just want to watch HGTV. Like, oh, fuck, yeah. nigga, you live in a project. HGTV? <laughs> I mean, this is crazy, bro. We got like just a, a we just addicted, bro. We hooked. On everything, we locked in on all the bullshit and, and and the fear of what it might feel like to not have all that shit attached to us in our life. We feel like that shit gonna make us feel homeless. We feel like we don't, you know, what I'm saying the the opinions of other people matter so much too for that same reason. You know what I'm saying? Out here eating bad too. Yeah, I was talking to Elijah about that shit. I was like explaining to him like uh, how the human body processes food. And what I, the reason why our diet should work a certain way. And I was even like breaking down like the differences in, in the types of foods and the way they, they affect you. Like uh, rice, beans, oatmeal, uh, anything that's seed-based. Like eat, hell, sunflower seeds, walnuts and shit like that. They, they're a good source of protein. But I explained to them, I said, they're seeds. They draw in moisture. I said, if you leave any of those sitting in a bowl of water, they're gonna to start to germinate. You know what I'm saying? I said, this is what they do inside you. So you don't eat too much of that shit because they dehydrate. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? That's why people end up with like diabetes and shit like that from eating a lot of rice and shit like that because the the they have a they have a sugar base. Hell, the same thing with corn. They have a sugar base. You know what I'm saying? And when it's absorbing all of that moisture out of you, it's exchanging something like it would do if it's in the soil. You see what I'm saying? So fungus, my guy. So that's why you end up with a lot of gas and stuff like that when you eat some of these things because they have, to, they, have, they, have, they have to release these gases to germinate. You know what I'm saying? So th that's why they're good for like cleansing and stuff like that. So like if you eat like, uh, if you eat like rice with a meal before you go to bed, make sure you drink you some water. When you, gonna, when you get up in the morning, it's gonna put you on, a, it's, gonna, it's gonna cleanse you. I ain't gonna say it's gonna put you on the toilet, but it's gonna cleanse you. You're gonna have to piss like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna cleanse you, it's gonna flush you out. But for a person that's just all they eat, look at how Asian people, they, they eat a lot of that rice. Their body's adapted to that, to the functions of what rice does. That's why they grow in those rice patties the way they do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's interesting how this stuff works, bro. Like eating a, eating a lot of that stuff, you gotta balance that shit out. Yeah. I told them, uh, I said, the way our bodies work, we, I said, if you eat you, if you start a, a light breakfast, a moderate lunch, and you eat dinner by 5 p.m., 6 p.m., you shouldn't have to eat again for the rest of the night. Your body, that's because that from the moment you stop eating, just take a walk or do some, some uh, working out and don't eat anything else, drink your glass of water before bed because that's your fast. You're fasting now. That's that break fast. Yeah. When you wake up in the next morning, you may have, it, it should be like 12 hours since the last time you ate. You see what I'm saying? So you fasted. And you get your body that rhythm and it gets to cleanse itself properly. And you're not putting on all this, this excess weight from all those, you know what I'm saying, processed foods and shit. I got a buddy of mine who's, uh, what he said was that um, he's chosen to just do a raw diet. You know, he'll cook, he'll cook some of his vegetables, but he does a raw diet, him and his, uh, him and his wife. They do a mostly raw diet, but they do cook some of the spinach and things like that when they want to make certain dishes. But um, I was listening to him say that. And I was like, is that comfortable? He's like, man, he's like, I'm getting all the nutrition right then and there. Like everything is there. Me, me cooking it is just trying to just trying to eat it in a different way, saute it and add some more flavor to it. But he said he, he enjoys the raw diet. Now, I don't know. We live in strange times, bro. Yeah, I can imagine like back in the 1930s and 40s and 50s and 60s when new ideas was introduced where people were the same way we are now, dude. Like, you know how like we like we like real big on climate change and fucking uh, keto diet and all this old shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like in the 1930s and you know what I'm saying? When, when people were able to communicate more, more effectively, I think with more communication and more uh, trends like these kind of occur, where people want to try new things to try to change their life or what they consider to be improvements on life. Cause yeah. I think that's what started motherfuckers like smoking cigarettes and shit, bro. Motherfuckers like, it was one thing when like a certain type of people were smoking, but when corporations got involved and they started having pre-rolls and shit like that, bro. Yeah, yeah, here, here, take these, take these. Yeah. That's how I look at it with like a lot of the ideas that we take on now, bro. It's like, uh, especially from a corporate level, like all these different diets and shit. You know what I'm saying? I remember when the Atkins diet was a thing and it was like Atkins shit all in the grocery store. Now everything is keto based. And then when keto play out, then it was to find something else to be uh, put in this place. Um, I, I I don't know. I was like, I, I told him I love raw vegetables, you know, mostly fruit, but <clears throat> that's not a vegetable, but I'll eat, I'll eat my, my fruit, of course, because, you know, 
it, it, that's the way it is. But when it comes to vegetables, you know, like I, I, I would rather cook them. You know, I'm just, I, I'm particular about what I cook and how I cook. Like I don't fry foods and shit like that. I haven't had really a fried, a fried piece of chicken in like probably about a month. I just had something fried um today. I haven't had nothing fried in a while. Like uh, ever so often, I might fry me some uh, sweet potato fries. But you know what I'm saying? But I don't really do fried foods. I like, I pan sear a lot of my foods. Yes, sir. Bake a lot of my foods. I you said what? You bake? I bake. And I'm, sometimes I might throw some on the grill, but as far as like deep frying and all of those shit, I'm good on it. We're not doing that. I'm good on that. Uh, I'm, you know, so I eat a lot of fresh vegetables. I cook some of my vegetables. You know what I'm saying? Eat a lot of fruit. Um, just trying to, trying to keep balance, it clean. Yeah, balance my diet out and shit like that, man. Yeah, try to keep it clean. I might, ever so often, I might, you know what I'm saying, go to a restaurant and grab some, or I might even, you know what I'm saying, get a slice of pizza every blue moon, but I ain't even big on that, because I ain't, I'm trying to, like, back away from dairy like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, me too, me too. Um, I feel like every time I get closer to doing it, I always regress, you know what I mean? I always regress. (laughs) Like, I'll start, I'll be good, I'll be good for a couple months, and then I'll come come up out of it, you know? Or I think I gotta it's figure a, a different way to say what one of those things, bro. It's like um you've been, you know what I'm saying, consuming dairy for so long, you know what I'm saying? And it's like sometimes it's just it's one of them components, it's like a, a guilty pleasure almost. You know what I'm saying? It is, it is. It is. I but yeah, because every now and then um I like to order, I like not order, I like to make me a pizza. Word. I do like to make me a nice little pizza. Uh, put the chicken in a, in a skillet and everything. So get it sauteed or whatever it is. Um, use my olive oil, some grapeseed oil for it, and, and put everything together. But you know, I do I do love a good pe- making a good pizza for myself. Sometimes you know? I might make a like a chicken parmesan or something like that. You yeah, know like you know, saying just preparing up something like that. Some uh, chicken parm is good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Or I probably just me like well i cut up a chicken breast and i put some uh provolone on it with some uh some spinach leaves and some or- some oregano mm. and bake that up good shit good shit good shit I, um that dairy man that dairy is a monster you know what i've i've gotten off of milk i haven't had like any almond or coconut milk in um in a few months i'm not I'm not really a big fan of uh, milks like that anyway. Nah, but I'm not a fan of it. To me, it's like I'm not. Yeah, okay. It's I, I, it's it's not needed because I'm not a big on. I'm not like it's not like I keep cereal around here that much. Like I have cereal, but I don't eat it like that all crazy. I said it is though. Like the the usefulness of a glass of milk to an adult is like minimal. That's like you may as well just go ahead and drink you some vodka or something like that. Something because. Uh, if you think about it, like there's not enough calcium. First of all, your bo- your bones don't need any new calcium infusions from no fucking milk. You're not a baby, and then you're not a fucking baby cow. Second of all, you take like a gallon of milk, just a general gallon of uh, whole milk. Pus. That's uh, that's a combination of three to four different cows' milk all combined and boiled down and skimmed off. So it's not even necessarily milk anymore. Once it's cooked, it's not milk anymore but it, you know what i'm saying but still it's a combination of these things and then they infuse it with like calcium and some shit like that 
by the time it get to your glass and you've been drinking that shit for 15, 16 years, Ooh. all you really at this point been drinking is like uh, fucking lactic acid. Mixed Sludge, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And think about it. You're not, you're not, it's not adding any new calcium to your bones. You know what I'm saying? So essentially what it's really doing is allowing the acid to enter your body and it's causing osteoporosis and shit like breaking that. Breaking you down. Yeah, breaking you down. Motherfuckers just need to let that shit go, bro. Yeah. I, I, and I learned that. I think I learned that from my uh, aunt. She's she's big on health, bro. She's always been big on health. She's always been giving me, uh, giving us as a family, like hints and clues and things uh, of what to do, man. And I love, I love that, man. She used to say that, like, don't, you don't need milk. You got milk from your mother when you were young. And after that, you know, there was no need for milk. Word. You don't see no grown ass cow walking down, no bull walking up on no, no cow trying to get some milk. You know what I'm saying? Nor do you see lions or zebras getting milk from one another. Sitting over the side of the road, like I ain't gonna kill you today. I need you to <laughs> I need you to feed my baby. Like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't fucking a full grown fucking bull walk up on the cow. Like I ain't trying to fuck. I just want some milk. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Nah, nothing like that. Like there is no mismatching in nature. You know, you know when you're supposed to get off that uh off that baba, man. Like, yeah, I don't need that shit, man. That nigga said off that baba. Get off that baba. That's what it is. <laughs> That's the baba, man. They out here fucking, you know what I'm saying? Drinking this shit. This shit ain't no good for you. And they tell you 2%. 2% is man. better. Grown ass man got a glass of milk sitting at a, at a diner. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, get out hey, that baba. On that thing, though, you go to IHOP and you get you some orange juice. You look across from you. It's always somebody with a goddamn glass of milk. Like, what the fuck? And you looking over at them like, what are you doing with that? <laughs> you looking weird, man. That's real shit though. Before I knew what to do, I used to make I used to make my pancakes with that shit, man. I get it as an ingredient. Yeah. I get it okay. As, I get it as an ingredient because we could say the same thing for fucking chicken eggs and shit like that, right? Ah, uh, crazy conversation to have there, right? Because you're eating oh. a chicken. Yeah, you're eating a fucking aborted fetus and shit. Well, all eggs ain't necessarily uh, just because they have an egg doesn't mean that it was going to be a bird. It was just had been inseminated. So, kind of like, so you're eating a chicken uh, period. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to say that, but you know, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, bro. So it's like, and that's just how it is in nature, bro. It's like we 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 animals, bro. We but it's all about. Let's, let's, let's not be weird. You know what I'm saying? We but we are weird, bro. That's what we do. We do. Huh? We're the weird species. You know what I'm saying? That's what we've done. We've done the most weird shit. Dude, we go, we, our entire existence is just weird shit, bro. Weird. The fact we, we created cars is weird, though. You know what I'm saying? The, our ability to create as a species is weird. Weird. Like everybody else, every other animal and thing out there that's living is looking like, what the fuck are these people doing? Why they keep crushing my home? We're the only species without its own natural habitat. You know what I'm saying? We have to terraform everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. We always got to fuck up somebody else's shit. Yeah. We like a fucking disease, bro. <laughs> we we are. I told you on the last episode. I said, man, we're mold. We just spread. We, yeah, we're mold of fungi, fungi. You know what I mean? Like we just we just we just keep finding places to go and fucking up shit. Our babies are the spores. <laughs> That's it. 
That's it. Fucking virus, bro. Just all out of whack with nature. Nature just doing the most, hurting the planet. This shit is crazy. Come, that's, I think that's the element that kind of informs the fear, though, because like the fear of this shit all coming to an end make motherfuckers move the way they move, make them move different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fear is a motherfucker, man. Um, I know there are times when it bothered me, but I know to fight through it because there's a part that goes, you can't get to the next level unless you get past that. I think fear kind of, it works as a as a defense mechanism for you. you know, like your brain goes in fear mode based on all the things that your senses are relaying to it. If you hear something that sounds out of place, if you see something that looks weird, you know what I'm saying? If all your senses pick up on all of these different cues, you go into a fight or flight mode. Do I, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that fear is like just the, it's the trigger. So like when Will Smith said in that movie, uh, false evidence appearing real that's pretty much what that is bro it's like it so is your, your brain is piecing together all of these different elements and it appears real until it's proven otherwise because once i set my foot down and plant to go get what i think is behind the fear it, it starts to just go away because it's like oh you didn't exist you just were the thing that i haven't tried yet right. and the only way to understand if i could do it is to try to reach this goal and the further I try to get to it, I get to it because yep. I'm not, I'm no longer afraid no more. I'm staring the fear in the face. You're looking, exact, looking at it and you can identify what it is you were afraid of at first. You know what I'm saying? That's why failure, once you understand that failure is opportunity to learn. It's just a lesson. Failure is always a lesson. Don't, no one should ever look at failure as like, that's it. Like life ends there. That is a lesson. So now the next time you have to do that thing, you know what you did wrong last time. Now you know not why, to do it the second time. That's why people can't understand how to how to measure success because they've always they've always prioritized avoiding what they're afraid of. You know what I'm saying? That's why a lot of people have a tough time taking L's. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You see, like a lot of people, uh, especially like athletes, they be so driven by the potential success that they forget that they could take an L. And every time they take a loss, they take it hard. They, they're not good sports about it and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? They're not looking at him like, I would say like, like Kobe hated to lose, but his was driven by more reason to do better. You know what I'm saying? So he, he wasn't so hung up on the L. He probably feel how he feel when, when it was over with, but when it was time for him to get back in the game for the next whatever, he, he'd be better for it. Do you also think that part of his success was the fact that he wanted to prove that he could do it without Shaq? I, I don't even think that, I don't think that for him, for the type of player he was, it was whether or not he could do it with, without Shaq, but it was more or less like to prove to people that him and Shaq wasn't attached at the hip, so he wanted to show people that he's a self-made man. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, like, I'll say that like Jordan had Pippen by his side for the bulk of his run. You know what I'm saying? Pippen came in 89, Jordan came in 84, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a five-year difference. So the five I year- I think it was, it was at 84. Was it 87 or 88 for Scotty? I thought, I thought Pippen was like 89. No. 88? Yeah. Keep talking, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. <clears throat> so them, them, that, that space and time 
in which they played together is uh is no it's it's without without a doubt the influence they had on each other because you know there was that stretch of time where Scotty Pippen just didn't play. You know what I'm saying? And when Pippen didn't play, you know what I'm saying? Jordan had you can see Jordan play harder. He had to get he had to dig in deeper. He was he had to get more entrenched. 87. He came in 87. Okay. I knew it was drafted in 87. I knew it was an odd number. Um, so the times that they the, so the years that they played together, they developed together. Mm-hmm. So Jordan not being able, he didn't get to play with Pip when Pip was out. That kind of like uh he had to shift in the overdrive because he he hate to lose. You know what I'm saying? He had to put the uh put that cape on and go get it because he was the only one there and he had to be the top performer. Not, but you you take into account too, like he's not afraid of taking a loss though. No, he no, he's not afraid of taking a loss, but he's not afraid of taking over either. That's why he's a gambler. You know what I'm saying? A gambler is a person who who's already a, a good gambler. A competitive gambler is a person who already resigns themselves to the idea that it's a potential they may not win, but they're gonna keep. They they know that the potential for them to win exists too, so they're not afraid of either one. You know what I'm saying? Some people, some people fear success because of what it, what might happen on the other side of it, and some people fear failure for the same reason. You know what I'm saying? That's why you got a lot of people who stay. On, in the hood, they stay on the block and they blame everything else and everybody around them for them not actually succeeding or, or them actually making a decision that they made. Uh, and then, Is that a form of fear too? Because you can't blame everybody else forever. Like it, it, it can't be everybody's fault forever, my G. I mean, they can do it, but nobody's gonna believe them forever. They already know there ain't nobody listening to them, but they just talking. They have to, they, they speaking for them. They speaking so they can hear themselves talk at that point. They're just saying shit because they got to justify it with themselves why they've already failed. You know what I'm saying? Why there's no success in their life. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got to hear themselves say it because it's almost like they got to they got to justify it. So everybody else around them, especially if they're surrounded by people that so-called quote-unquote love them, more times than none, ain't nobody around them holding them accountable, bro. Yeah. Why that fear sets in, man, because accountability is a motivator, bro. It gives you like it's a it's a it's a one point lesson on what you need to do to improve. You know what I'm saying? If a motherfucker point out your flaws and they love you, bro, and it's coming from a place of love, that criticism don't come off as a negative. You know what I'm saying? But when you got people that you surrounded by people that enable bad behavior and shit like that, or enable bad decision making, you'll never know you need to do better. Because these same motherfuckers turning up with you, they getting drunk with you. You know what I'm saying? They showing up to the cookout with you, all this other shit. Nobody's telling you you're a failure. Mm. They quote unquote love you. Because they feel like if they if they tell you, then they judging you and judging you is bad. Whereas your the them, them criticisms are 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 invaluable, dude. Them criticisms are they make the difference between success and failure. You know what I'm saying? If a motherfucker, like, dude, man, there's so, so many different places I can go with this, man. Like a lot of people, parents depend on the type of personality they have. They don't, they, they, they like that with their kids, bro. They scared to tell their kids when they fucking up or they just stay out the way. I'm not going, I'm not going to get in it. That's their life. You know what I'm saying? Daughter around here, you know what I'm saying? Thotting it up on the gram or, or hiding her boyfriend guns and shit in her car and shit. Family, right. life, they ain't going to get in it because that's her business. She's going to get back with them anyway. Well, that's fine. But. Don't ever be, don't ever put yourself in the backseat of some shit like that and just watch shit fucking spiral out of control if you love them. 
Right. Hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. So they understand what they're doing is wrong because you're putting your life in danger. Facts, bro. Facts. Same thing with these sons. Young boys out here feeling like they got to, they got to, you know what I'm saying, tote the strap because they're in the neighborhood, they're in a community where ain't no way out. Well, let's, let's examine that for a minute. You mean to tell me whatever your, your life circumstances are, they weren't, your circumstances wasn't so bad where you couldn't bring a child in this world. So you brought a child in this world. You brought a couple children in this world, right? Your circumstances were so bad, but you had enough opportunity to have sex to create children you, you can't do much for, right? So your child grows up and your child needs to carry a gun in the community that you could not get the fuck out of because of your decision-making. And now your child out here making life or death decisions. Your child is your making child. life is making life or death decisions because you couldn't get your shit together. Bro, am I, am I, am I off? That's crazy. I mean, I'm talking men and women on this. Parents. Parents, yes, parents. You know why? The crazy part about it is because our biological imperative is to reproduce and, and nothing special is required to reproduce other than have functioning sperm and fucking and valuable eggs. That's it. You don't gotta be, you don't have to have half a brain. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta be intelligent. You ain't gotta be a fucking. You don't have to be there. You could be doing damn near anything that you want to, you know what I mean? And once you plant the seed. But then why do men at the same time, or why why are there, was it pro-life or pro-choice? Guys are trying to make the decisions for the women to tell them to get rid of it. No, my guy, you did that. You did that. Like you laid down with her and you helped her produce this child. You should be thoroughly involved in what's going on. Do you think they should be more supportive of this of the decision of the woman? I think it should be a. I think it's I think because I don't know it can't it's their body. Yeah, that's what that come with just the, the you know what I'm saying the freedom and shit like that the liberation act for women and shit like that. You know what I'm saying prior to that it was like uh, the fathers used to vet their daughters' boyfriends and shit like that. It wasn't no fucking long term dating and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna if you're gonna be with my daughter, you gotta, you know what I'm saying, pass these, you know what I'm saying, these this protocol, this criteria. Criteria. You know what I'm saying? You gotta meet my you gotta meet my standards to to marry my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Or well, even further further back than that, excuse me. <clears throat> where it was like they was treating fucking daughters like fucking property, dude. You couldn't, if you wasn't wealthy, you couldn't get my daughter. Yeah, if you could, if you didn't have two sheep and a dozen chickens or something, even back then, like you, you had to have. There was a standard. There was a criteria. You had to have certain things. You had to have a home, things like that. Like where were they, where were they gonna go? And so like, so you think about it, like, so you go from centuries of that, and then just in the last forty some years, fifty years, it's been this way. The way it is now is not that old and look how much look how look how off the rails shit is it's off the rails bro it ain't even it ain't even been a whole 50 years and shit is off the rails it's crazy hey we're gonna take a break right here good people i'm gonna hit the right button this time 
All right, we back. Keep going. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just crazy how like where we are right now, the conversations that are being had in our community is like the shit that we're divided on is so so crazy to me, man. It's like we we really having an argument over bringing the family back together, bringing the black family back together. We really can't like that's when you when you sum it all up. Like the 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 distrust is so prevalent. You know what I'm saying? The disrespect is so strong that we we see we see the, our reflection and hate it. We look at that woman across from us, and all we want from her is what we want from her, and all she wants from us is all she wants from us, and nothing more. But we act like sex don't make babies. That's craziness, bro. That's chaos. That's insanity, bro. It's weird. It is man. insanity. Insanity, definitely. Because we 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 pair up, we the perfect pair, man, and and it's, it's nastiness out here, man. Because all we see is like a meal ticket and some sex. Like most of them probably don't know how to cook no more. You know what I'm saying like imagine like there's a lot of motherfucking grandmas out here that ain't even forty years old, bro. Yeah. And, and them grandkids can't come over and have a fucking Christmas dinner. Them grandkids will grow up and and grandma ain't gonna be home over the holidays because she out in the club too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going to show up to the club and grandma going to be grandma and mom. The whole family lined up trying to get free drinks. Yeah. <laughs> you know Flirting, I mean? yeah. Flirting and shit. Trying to sit in a section. Right. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get in a section, bro. With the sparklers and the hustlers. Shit. Yeah. The hustlers out there with their chain on, they got to pick between the granddaughter, the mother, and the grandmother. It's lit. <laughs> <laughs> It's lit. <laughs> then the son in the other in the other section trying to do the same thing. <laughs> That's crazy. Doing That's photos crazy. on IG. Look at the fam, bam. Right, the whole got the family in the club. Yeah, club one twelve. <laughs> in Miami Beach, getting BBLs. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Grandma getting her hips lifted. Trying to pick up, trying to pick a booty off a of, off the back of her knees. <laughs> trying to get going down there, get her tattoos touched up. Nah, I mean, it's too much, man. It's it's a bad look. It's man, a bad look, dude. That's that's just a glimpse into the future. <laughs> that's in the next fucking ten years. Twenty thirty two, boy. You gonna you gonna be like you gonna walk in in a bar and you gonna see exactly what we just discussed and you are gonna be like, damn, deja vu. Yeah, I don't. I should not be in here. <laughs> Let me ask you this question, though. Let me ask you this: Having a son, were you ever worried or scared at all? No, nah, never. I know. Um, I say this. I, I, I could tell, like, what my kids' minds were with each one of them. You know, what I'm saying on certain things, I could tell, like, uh, based on. How, how how they received my parenting, if that makes any sense. Like you got kids who are rebellious and parents pick up on it. Sometimes parents don't pick up on it. They just they just write it off, especially with a boy. Oh, he's just a boy being a boy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I was always structure-based strictly because that's how I was raised. They had their freedoms and shit like that. I wasn't always on their neck about, you know what I'm saying, fucking chores and shit like that. They knew they had chores to do, but I wasn't on their ass. I wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, 
cracking a whip like a slave driver and shit. Like, I'm gonna chisel you into the man I want you to be type shit. But it was a situation in their life where I could tell where like, I knew I knew how Jay was gonna be. I know I knew Liza was gonna be on this. I knew that Liza was gonna be on his money. I could tell he was, you know what I'm saying? Cause he was Mr. Scrooge when he had $5, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I knew that, you know what I'm saying? He was, he was focused. He had a different focus than his brother. I could say, I could say the same thing with Ayana. My daughter, I could tell looking at her, you know what I'm saying? Cause she, dude, for her age, she woke as hell. I don't think too many fucking 17 year olds even think like she think. Mm. And her perspective, her worldview, she questioned everything, bro. And she like, she questioned it not as a way, she questioned it to, to get clarity. You know what I'm saying? And then she'll she'll drill down even deeper into the answer she received to try to kind of like pinpoint the reason why we think this way. That's how she is. Wow. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's tough. And that's just a byproduct of like, uh, cause she's the, she the internet child, man. She 2004. So everything she know is in the palm of, you know, so she learned from the palm of her hand. You know what I'm saying? People who don't allow their kids to have this technology gonna have a child that's gonna be way behind, bro. They, they gotta have it though. Like, how you not gonna get child a child technology, fam? Oh, and it's a lot of people they don't do it, man. And they be thinking, well, because the technology gonna make my kid dull and slow and blah blah blah. You don't. It's too much of everything. Too much of anything is bad for you. But you, man, dude. If I, I wish I'd had a smartphone when I was that that age, it it would be it would be easier to just get a lot of stuff done, bro. The convenience of it, the access to the information. Uh, the I, the ability to cross reference almost immediately. Immediate, yeah. I, I used to sit in the, in the damn library and shit, trying to study some shit. Then I gotta go all the way back here to this other row of books and dig around in this fucking card catalog and all this other shit. So because we go, don't know where it is if it's in a section that man. everybody don't put the book back where it's supposed to be. So you know what I'm saying? It's like all of these different things kind of like showed me like who they were gonna be, and it's still a lot of surprises left because I'm pretty sure I'm not the man. My my parents expected me to be. I'm I'm the golden child, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I I've always been intelligent. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't never, it wasn't lost on me that I was, you know what I'm saying, fairly intelligent. My dad fucking poured into me and shit like that. And I can just tell by the way people around me was moving that I was smarter than most of them. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I was still a child. So I was kind of like trying to, you know, I had my toys and shit like that, uh, playing my video games, riding my bike, hooping in the backyard on a milk crate, shit like that. But I just had a different focus, you know what I'm saying? So when life got real for me and my mama put me in position to, again, the interim man of the house that what we were talking about before, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I had to like apply myself in a different way and my knowledge in a different way. And my opportunities to learn kind of shifted in a different direction. So whereas I could be a lot more academically intelligent, it kind of, it kind of split between academics and street smarts. You know what I'm saying? Which is the perfect marriage for what I had to do as a parent. I just didn't know I was going to be that type of parent yet. With, with common sense, too, Six. Word. Don't forget that. Word. Absolutely. And that's the key. Because common sense is the thing that gets you through. You know and a lot of people ain't got it, bro. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people ain't got it. I'll be, be looking around like, what? Bro, you don't know how to do just that? Like criminal acts come so natural for some people who don't have self-control and common sense, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and those two are, those are the two key elements that actually keep you alive. Keep you free and keep you alive. I mean, you know, that's a lot of danger. We surrounded by danger at every turn, just by virtue of where we live. 
You know what I'm saying? So for us to even just be able to avoid it and move as freely as we want to while all this chaos is happening around us, yeah, shit can happen randomly. Anything random can occur. Ain't nothing promised in this life. But your actions have to be intentional, bro. You got common sense, you move with intention. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I got I got shit to do. I got yeah. shit to do, and I, I don't need nothing else to keep me from doing it, uh, keep me away from it. I, I need to get where I'm going, and, and I want to get there as quick as I can. Or and I don't want I don't want to have to offend or or, or I don't want I don't want to offend nobody, and I don't want to have to defend myself. Or because really, man, when again we know what's at stake. You know what I'm saying? They go back to the old, the whole uh, domestic abuse shit. You know what I'm saying? All that old stuff we was talking about, man. You don't have those, you don't have no time to be bullshitting. You gotta, we know that shit can go bad in a heartbeat. It don't take much. It don't take much at all. It don't take much. And I tell women, they was like, so you hit, you hit women? I was like, no, I'm not telling you that I hit a woman, but all I'm asking of you is that before you feel the need to put your hands on me, you rationalize with me and we talk about it and you keep your emotions in check. Hitting me is on her feminine frame. See, that go back to, bro. Maintain your feminine frame because the moment you let an ignorant, foolish part of you come out, I'm only defending myself. Bro, this is what, this is another element of what I, we were talking about, bro. Like with the single mother shit and the raising your daughter, if she the oldest to be the one that controls shit, you're, by doing that, you're teaching her to be masculine. You see what I'm saying? She's turning off her natural feminine energy and replacing it with her interpretation of what a man would do. So when it comes to like respect for men, like women have been on the defense for so long that They'll curse a motherfucker out for looking at him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's uh, that's masculine. But see, that's that's irrational masculinity because true masculinity don't even do that. So that is so we're talking about where it's coming from, and it's coming from a bunch of men who don't know how to take rejection. So that's but see, the thing is, is like who are these men? Like think about like the, the you take really into account who who these men are who can't take rejection. Who are they? You know what I'm saying? Who are they? Because if a man asks a woman uh, out on a date and she say no, and he cool on that, that's fine. If he if he flip out on her for whatever reason, who are these men? Who where he come from? Who who? Because men a man who who's around men who hold him accountable would never act that would way. Not, yeah, so that would means, never do that. that. So that means he's not around accountable men, or nobody. He don't have accountable men around him. Talk that shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because niggas who go to jail for beating on women or doing something to kids get held accountable. Yes. You did what I'm saying? So who are these men? Who are they? Who raised them? Who raised them? You know, and I see a lot of these guys out raised, here. A man raised in the household with both his parents, is he inclined to act that way? No, not really, because he knows how to treat a woman and he sees how a woman gets treated. On a daily basis. And he knows how a woman is supposed to treat a man in the same, right. in the same household. But if, if you raise and somebody telling you, fuck these bitches, they ain't want nothing but your money, they ain't number hoes and blah, blah, blah. Protect yourself from these bitches. Who's telling them that? That's coming from a woman. That's coming from his mama. So the way he the way he treat women in these streets, where he learning from? Because he ain't got no daddy at home. Mm. 
I'm gonna go pee right quick. It's my turn, bro. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we stop. All right, we are back. We are back. Ladies and gentlemen, it's important for us to be more in control of, of who we are and our destiny and why we are here on this planet. Um, especially the men, because it all falls on us. We are the leaders of the household, the providers and the protectors. And to not stand up in that not to stand up in that in that position is to lead the nation blind or let it fall fall to shambles. Right. What were you saying? Because I cut you off. You were trying to talk. We can't, you know what I'm saying? We can't be around here, you know what I'm saying, allowing ourselves to be victims and shit, man. Circumstances occur. We understand if the conversation is being had, then there is no mystery, right? Um, like I was taught, I was taught a whole bunch of shit about the civil rights era when I was coming up in school. I don't know how kids is learning about it now, other than on on the internet. I'm pretty sure schools ain't really go, ain't going as deep. But then that also comes from the fact that most of my teachers come from that era. You know what I'm saying? My teachers were in high school and in college already during that era. You know what I'm saying? They remember Vietnam. They remember the Nixon administration and shit like that. So they, so they have some some points of reference. And whether they had they shared the same views as the civil rights leaders or not, they all had perspective because they were there. It's not just some shit they learned in a book. So that was that was key to me actually learning some things. And then me growing up in the in the 80s and the 90s and, and viewing the world through you know what I'm saying that era, watching hip hop evolve and and grow, uh, watching you know what I'm saying? TV change. You know what I'm saying? The shows on TV become what they became. Like, dude, we it was like the it was like the perfect era for all that stuff for my for me. So for me to be able to provide the information that I can to my shorties, it was like it was the perfect marriage of information. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I can I can provide like balanced perspective. You know what I'm saying? That's that Gen X shit, man. Gen X and, and millennial got like the you know what I'm saying, got that it's an amalgamation of experiences. You know what I'm saying? Why everybody like not to even I'm not really gonna go too deep into like the current state of like uh black politics, like with the Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Cause it's it, all this shit is like it's corporate, you know what I'm saying? Everybody can be bought. You know what I'm saying? But That's, without yeah. that being said though, it's like that comes from practice, bro. They learn, they learn through watching us, man. We put it all out there. You know what I'm saying? Think about like our 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 reaction to Rodney King and OJ was enough of a litmus test to say, now we know how to really fuck with these niggas, how to tug at their heartstrings. You know what I'm saying? But like you get rid of you get rid of their heroes, or not even necessarily their heroes, but their icons. And that'll that'll make them sit and sit back, sit their ass down. They'll be humble, and then you show them that anybody who looks just like them can be decimated on sight. And we keep that in their face. That'll keep them in line. Yeah, and that's what's been going on. That's what's been going on, bro. We, we they've shown us that our highest can be fucking locked away and subjugated and treated like trash, treated like shit, right in front of you. And, and, then the, and, and, and the lowest of us can be fucking hunted down and killed, and we'll we'll transmit it across the whole nation. And all you got to do, and all you got to show for it is a hashtag attached to a fucking tweet. And y'all gonna share pictures on the internet for about three weeks before we move on to the next nigga. We about to humiliate. I'm telling you, man, the black male image is fucked up, bro. Yeah. 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 We got to get back in our grace, man. We got to get back to our power. And that shit, that shit. Yeah, it's just, it still hurt, you know, watching him get get treated like that, like he was a fucking cow. 
Mm-hmm. I, that hurt it. It was like, yo, that man got just as much spirit and soul and, and life as you do. And, and I don't even want to get into that because it's like, why is everybody sitting there filming it and y'all ain't do nothing? You know what I mean? Like that, that I don't even, we change the subject because that's the other thing is like, hey, you mean that all of y'all sitting there watching? Nobody say, fuck this. This ain't right. Let me step in. I'll take what I'll take my, my lumps for my part in saving this man's life. Not one of y'all. That go back to the fear, bro. The fear. The fear, my dude. Think about it like this. They they fear, they fear retribution from us. So they do the things that they do to keep us in line. To keep us in line. And we fear what they might do to keep us in line. Nigga, that you think about it. That's fucking genius. That's fucking genius. But that's that's also their fear. Who do, who is the orchestrator of this? Because if they got them afraid of us and we're afraid of them, that means there's somebody above that controlling all Sit, of that. Sitting up there, just watching. That's money, bro. Like we look, we we while they're distracted they with that, we're gonna go over here and get all of this over here. Dude, that's genius. Because the only motherfuckers affected by it is motherfuckers who are out here working. The motherfuckers out here, you either working or you you or you already at the bottom. The ones who are the most affected. Facts. And the ones who controlling all of this shit, the ones who manipulating it. I guarantee you, it's it looks like the whoever's at the top of this shit at this fucking pyramid controlling all this shit, shit looking like a box of Neapolitan ice cream, bro. <laughs> Just digging in. Cake and eat it too on this one. Bro. People like that's why I, I had to have had a conversation with my son. Like people be blaming everything on racism. It, this is this is absolute classism. This is classism, class. ladies and gentlemen. Class war, bro. This ain't haves and haves not. That's the real war. They just they just disguise it. They dressed it up under racism. They dressed that shit up. That's why you got men versus women. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. The whole conversation we just had about KS when we talk about Kevin Samuels and shit. It's that's it's that. That's, that, that's like his, what he's trying to do is undo what the whole system is doing to us. And the system got men versus women, bro. Hypergamy versus fucking money. You know what I'm saying? Niggas out here getting money, trying to fuck all the bitches because they don't love women. Women trying to take all these niggas money who trying to fuck all the bitches because they don't love men. You know what I'm saying? And, and then you strip the division even further down. Nigga, you went, it used to be you was either straight or you was gay. Then it was you straight or you was trans, or you was gay. Now, dude, it's so many motherfucking new letters added to the... They gonna start using Greek <laughs> Greek letters soon. <laughs> gonna be like, you a, I'm a Sigma Theta. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy, man. You and ain't lying. And, and more power to them. I don't have nothing against... Nothing against nobody. Listen, bro, it's, be, be who you, be who you are. Fight. fight your fight, but I'm not your enemy. It's not me. It ain't me. I don't have any dog in the fight. You could you could do what this your body. As long as you're not violating another person against they will do you. Because I'm over here trying to fight my own fight. Yeah. And I'm losing a lot more of me than I am of you. That's why I like I'm not hung up on nobody pronouns and all this. You wanna be called a you wanna be called milk? You wanna be called you a, a glass of milk? I got you. That's your got that's you. your name now. Your name, whatever you say, call you. I got you. I'm, I got you, Pam. Like that, I, that's it. Because my real name and what people call me ain't the same either, my guy. Yep. My name's Six. 
Did anybody ask me what's your name? Six. You don't need to know my government name. <laughs> you did what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's how I view it, bro. It's like, but we live in this crazy. <laughs> this shit's so fucking dis- Said you don't need to know my- <laughs> oh. um, On my mama. On my mama, bro. Think about it. Think about that shit, bro. Like, we fighting over shit like identity. We fighting over all this minuscule shit that does not need to matter. But it matters to somebody else because that somebody else was convinced that that shit should matter. Think about it. Like we're convinced that somebody that that how, what some, how somebody else identifies us matters. Think about that, bro. So I can call you nigga, but this other motherfucker call you nigga gonna get his head busted, and he want to say the word nigga because somebody else made it seem cool. And you did what I'm saying. Think about how that. What, but we all can agree. Because we know better what the true meaning of the word nigga is. We do. So yeah, my do. thing is, so instead of educating this motherfucker and putting them on, so they shut the fuck up about it. You ready to punch him in the face? want to punch him in the face. You did what I'm saying? Think about that's chaos. That's chaos, but Imagine I'm going to tell you what it means. Imagine your math teacher, he know the answer to the question. He asked you what he asked you to say the answer, but because you don't know it and you mad, you're going to punch him in the mouth. I'm gonna tell you what the uh, what the divinity of the word nigger is, and then I'm gonna punch you in your fucking face. Yeah, give him the paper. At least give him the info so that way he can move forward. Yeah. Like, look, dude, I'm just let you know you don't want to be saying it around everybody else, but in case you need to know, this is what it means. This is what it means, and and it's been it's been uh, reached. It's been made retarded and everything else over the course of time. So now you know the meaning. Whatever happens to your ass for saying it. If you can't, if you can't, you know, it's almost like, it's like when you- when Listen, you, let me say this real quick. Hold your thought. Yeah. Stupidity, I think the quote is stupidity we can fix. Ignorance is forever. Boom. Boom. I think that's the quote. Stupidity we can fix, ignorance is forever. So after I educate you on this word and let you know where it comes from and, and some of the etymology and all that good stuff, all right, I'm done telling you. Now you still gonna get this ass whipping. But I'm educating you. But I'm gonna educate you first because you 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 earned the right to have that education because you didn't know and you're out here saying something that you shouldn't really be saying because you know you're trying to strip it away of what it's actually worth and we know what it is and we're not gonna allow that to happen. Now that I have told we're, you what we're this preserving, is, we're preserving it. Still gonna preserve its 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 naturalness to to us. Right. So since we have gotten to that point, all right. Now I got to I got to give you. I got a cold, I got the cold cocky. I got that's the deck you. I got the bushy schmitty. That's why it's kind of crazy to me, bro. It's like uh it's like when dudes used to claim GD and they might have not even been plugged, but they brother plugged, right? And uh because they ain't know they licked, they used to get hit in the mouth. Like, don't be saying something you don't know nothing about. You dig what I'm saying? It, it was like it's grace. And so I'm giving you grace right now. It's your past. You know what I'm saying? Either either get right with us or don't come around here. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Because the line has to be drawn. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing out of everything that occurred in our history on this land that we actually took some power back in. We took ownership in. We say, you know what? That's like that's like you getting hit with a belt and you snatched the belt away. You know what I'm saying? We took the we took the word nigga and we 
we repurposed it. Well, whatever happens with that word moving forward is on us. We decide what happens with that word. You know what I'm saying? We decide we never going to say that word again. That's a decision we made, but we own it. It's almost like uh, we're Puffy buying back Sean John. You know what I'm saying? He bought that back? I didn't know that. He bought it back. I think he spent like $17 million on it. Salute to you, Puff, for getting, your, uh, for getting that thing back. You know what I'm saying? We got it back, man, and we got to, you know what I'm saying? We're trying to preserve it for whatever reason, for better or worse. You know what I'm saying? It's the one thing we got, and now we're trying to get our image back. You know what I'm saying? Trying to, but we just can't agree on what that image is. We can't, now we have a plethora of ways to get it out here. So it's like, so who is the, the question then becomes like, who controls that image? Who owns that image? You know what I'm saying? Who, like, what is the black image and who controls it? You know what I'm saying? Because the narrative used to be like hip hop was the vehicle for that image for a while. And now it's like, it's almost agreed that because we don't have as much control over hip hop anymore then that image is like, it's all manufactured. Yeah. So, Watered down. So it's like, if that's the case, most people, especially in our community, are kind of like now divesting from hip hop in that way. You know what I'm saying? We're kind of like just sitting back and just enjoying the music as opposed to like taking on the culture. Cause you know, people, a lot of us don't participate in the culture like we used to no more. No. You know what I'm saying? No. Which is still, to me, we should still take ownership of it before we lose it. Cause it's the most valuable thing we have as a, as a unit. Meaning we need to like police it more. We need to like manage who gets, who gets to participate and who doesn't in a, on a, on a, on a larger scale, like in the entertainment realm. You mm -hmm. can't, you can't decide that in terms of uh, just on a, on a one-to-one -one basis. Like if a kid grows up in fucking, in South Dakota and he decides, you know what I'm saying? He want to participate in hip hop culture. How am I going to know? You know what I'm saying? But if he wanted to get in this shit and actually start like participating on a larger level, join the fucking, start a record label and start signing artists, we got to start vetting these motherfuckers. Like, who are you, dude? You know what I'm saying? Why you why you get to make money here? We got to be the same way about our own too. Cause ain't everybody, everybody, all skin folk ain't can folk. Ain't that what they say? That's, that's a fact. That's a fact. Some of our own are culture vultures. Some right. of our own are, are not, are not sell us out. Yeah, they hate, they hate, they hate what they see in the mirror. So it's like, yeah, we just gotta, we gotta uh, get back to the family base of things, not to get off track with the other stuff, but you know what I'm saying? Nah, we, we all over, we all over today, brother, brother. We all over the place today, brother. Yeah, just trying to salvage some, some, uh, you know what I'm saying? Some opportunity for growth, man. Try to like, Get a new, get a, a better grasp on on what it looks like to succeed at something other than what we've been corralled into to doing. You know what I'm saying? Like I said before, we've been corralled into the entertainment realm, and it's it's okay to be a, a astrophysicist. Man, it's okay to be a doctor. It's okay to be a lawyer. You know what I'm saying, be an engineer, be a, be a, a, a chemist. Yeah. You know if you just want to be a, if you just, if you want to be a, a, a metallurgist, you want to fucking, you know what I'm saying? You want to sm smelt metal and shit like that. If mm -hmm. you want to work in a fucking, if you want to do auto body, whatever, it's okay. It's, it's okay. fine. It's okay to be regular. It's okay to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. It's okay to be a family man. There ain't no shame in, you know what I'm saying? Being a family man. Ain't, ain't nothing no wrong with loving. Man, for real. Ain't nothing wrong with settling down. We prefer you do that. Before you change the, the 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 direction and add to the dynamic of the black family, we prefer that. 
you don't gotta knock down every chick you meet. Everybody ain't, you know what I'm saying? Every chick you come across ain't, ain't don't have to be your a target for your sexual, you know what I'm saying, conquest. It's not, it's okay to not have to chase that path, man. It's like, don't get pressured into none of that, bro. It's crazy out here. It's like people getting a wrong idea about what their existence is about, bro. Because we live in this bubble. The United States is crazy with that shit, man. We kind of like- And that's we, why there's so much trouble over here. That's why every other country moves in uniform, man. Yo, we move in like the rest of the world is waiting to see what we gonna do first. Man, we behind. Ain't nobody waiting on us to see what we're gonna do first. Not anymore. These motherfuckers sitting back looking at us like them motherfuckers over there tripping. They still ain't got it together. Like, man, look at got, them. Like uh, a variant gets announced because we got flights just jumping in and out of this motherfucker every goddamn minute of the day from country to country. We don't just get the new variant, we fucking have a whole fucking spread of that shit before Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? Eight strains before the weekend come. Bro, like just all the strangers combining and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Captain Planet and shit. <laughs> By the power of the strands combined, my G. <laughs> That's crazy. Come together like the Avengers in this motherfucker. Man. It's wild out here, man. Coronasaurus. <laughs> Fucking Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Flew runner tops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy, bro. Motherfuckers. And then what's crazy about it, though, is like, like I was saying before we even, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna bring up what we talked about off mic, but just how people like, like the pushback, like they, it's so much distrust that it's a benefit in the distrust that people have too. They found a way to capitalize on the distrust and on the not on on the naive following, you know what I'm saying? They 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 saw both opportunities as a cash opportunity. They're like, we're gonna cash in on the motherfuckers who gonna run out there and get the jab, and we're gonna cash in on the motherfuckers who who on the fence about it. You know what I'm saying? Like either way, it's gonna be some capitalism happening. <laughs> like get your get your t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? You know, like when you go to uh go to a sports event and they got both teams merch. That's how this shit is at the merch table and shit. Whatever you want, we got it. They were having parties for you to go get the vaccine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, we ain't gonna do no social distancing in here, but you can get the jab. <laughs> yeah, we gonna know. <laughs> we gonna leave that one. We gonna leave that one alone, man, because <laughs> that's something we, we end up tearing apart out here, man. Um, and, and I like I like doing what I, <laughs> I like doing what we doing, you know what I mean? Uh, not yet, not yet. We gonna get y'all. Say that for when when it's when we can monetize it. Mhm, mhm. <laughs> yeah, we gonna eat <laughs> in the perfect time. Yeah, yeah. You gonna get a whole. We gonna get a whole dialogue with that one. Yeah, you you get what? <laughs> you did what? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't got your t-shirts and everything, huh? <laughs> got your mm-hmm. fab shirt. <laughs> hmm They had y'all in there standing in line. Real got you a uh uh one of them beer cozies with the little <laughs> the foam cup holder. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
Had y'all out there would have got pop locking and y'all was out there getting va- vaxxed, man. Yeah, that big inflatable thing that does like this outside that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they pulled up like, hey, shit, they got something going on in here. They giving out, they giving out chicken sandwiches and shit. Mm. Yeah, I did anything for them things, man. For the jitterad. No, no, no. We gonna leave that one alone, but. It's in the chamber. <laughs> it's going to be in the chamber. They had one of them club photographers with the airbrush background in that motherfucker. <laughs> Shit. Make fun with it, man. Yeah, you got to. You know, it's, 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 it's cool to joke about it. But, I mean, you just don't want to be too, too far-fetched. You know what I mean? Right. Some people be, be saying, and, and the reason why I say that is because people have died, right? People have gotten deathly ill. So you, the approach, it's going to be there, but it's, you know. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. People have died. I know a couple people who have died. Got relatives on their back right now dealing with that, son. Yeah. Oh, but we going we gonna to chew, we gonna chew that one up, but. You know, God bless anybody that had to deal with that, is dealing with that. You know, um, I've heard some of the worst stories and I'm, I'm listening to the lighter stories. And uh, I'm trying to catch up every now and then when I can with Joe Rogan, because he be having people on there that be talking about it. So um, salute to Joe Rogan as well. But again, the family dynamic is very important. The world is looking at us. They're watching. And they're going, yo, these motherfuckers still can't get it together. And some of the best parts of y'all, the black community, look at them. Look how they still struggling. They still ain't figured it out. Do y'all know that they waiting on us to, to have our own industrial or, or financial revolution and be able to buy up property in Africa? Y'all know that? The whole world is waiting on us. We the biggest comeback story if that go down. We the, the we biggest. The, we legendary at that point. Untouchable. Because everybody want, will want to do uh, work with us. It'll be world history, bro. It'll change the world. If we, if we, if the, if, if the, uh, what, do they, what do they call it, autos, a sentence of, a, a sentence of slavery. African- oh, oh, AD, yeah, oh, ADLS, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say it. Hold on one second, bro. Hold on, let me let me pause the peoples and turn it. We would have not only bounced back. But like, actually take control of our own destiny. We don't even have to take this motherfucker over. Just take control of our destiny. Just bro. have our shit in, in, in check. It's like, uh, it was this uh, bit. I'm trying to remember who did the bit. It might have been Patrice O'Neill. What he was saying, how like, uh, if if white folks just decided they're gonna let us divest, the same way they be talking about they gonna uh, secede the nation and shit like that. They just give us like five states to occupy because we don't take, we ain't that big of, we 13% of the nation or some shit like that. 14. So you just give us five states to occupy and we get to take everything we bring to this nation with us. And when that just be what we have over there, we can't have none of their shit. They can't have any of our shit. It's all import export at that point. Like dude. You know we will flourish. We will flourish. All you and we we might be behind at first, but give us like five years, like five strong years, and we'll be a world leader all on us, all on our own. Easily. And they'll be bored as shit. They're like all their favorite songs will be gone, their favorite dances will be gone. Because like, you had to give me back everything. 
They fucking traffic intersections to be fucking jammed up because they ain't got no stoplight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Couldn't have a heart transplant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got all that shit with us. Couldn't get a blood transfusion. Wash your clothes with what washer and dryer? Man. And then on top of that, ain't no telling what else we done actually literally did. Like if we could just snap our finger and all of that shit just goes with us. Shit, nigga, we probably fuck around and we had an internet because we started it. And didn't even know it. <laughs> no, we did. We it, There was a guy that was there when it, when it started. Yeah. And, was uh, there. I forgot his name, but he was there. Shit. It's like and it, it's not, and that's not in the important part of it though, because it, it's not even because at this stage, it's like it's not even about like segregation, because we too far gone for for that shit. Yeah, you know? it's a wrap for that one. It's like, and that's the same thing with like uh, feminism, uh, the uh, the Black Liberation Act, all of these different things. It's the, the cat's out the bag. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how do you adapt? How do you how like our ability to adapt to this shit? We're doing all this shit that. They figure would be a good idea, but it's actually unnatural to our existence, bro. Like we're doing a lot of shit. We're dealing with a lot of shit that's not natural to our existence. Because, it's not because we're we're chasing dollars, <laughs> which is not natural to our existence. You know what I'm saying? Fiat currency is not natural to our existence. No, nah, and, and we out here, we out here looking goofy, bro. Looking Weird. Crazy. We gave up our families for it. You know what I'm saying? For some currency. For some currency. I mean, like, like motherfuckers can't wait to have a child so they can get an income child income child tax credit. That's all they want to care for, so they can once a year get two thousand dollars. Man, I'm cool on that. Nigga, you know, and like you can't even convince them. You know, if you just get a job, you educate yourself and build your skills up, you can get that kind of money every week. You every week. Have, you don't have to wait once a year. You can <laughs> you can get that every week add it on along with that check that you're trying to get with health benefits yes yes if you just did it right and think about it and if you if you you kept your if you kept your family together that's two of those types of incomes in the house so now there's a possibility you can get a house <laughs> you can or have buy a, some property you have a piece of land with that house on it <laughs> you know what I'm you could build on that land, yeah. You could build on that land, yeah. Especially when you own it. But instead, you want to be able to buy buy some shit off of uh one of them websites, wish.com, to <laughs> get a dress off of wish.com, get some get some pants, <laughs> some leggings. You want to wait once a year to get a, a check. So you can get your hair done. And get you some lobster. Yeah, exactly. Because you want to eat, you want to eat good. You want to flex and take pictures with your money. You know what I'm saying? Two thousand dollars ain't no money. It's three hundred sixty-five days in a year. And you can't make. That's what sixty dollars a day, pretty much. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) And there's bombs out there on the street making that. I seen one get back in the car and drive off. $60 $60 a day. So I know he wasn't no bomb. He got in a car underneath Lil Wacker and drove off. $60 a day is a horrible weed, man. $60 a day. It's a horrible weed, man. If, uh, dude, if he if he's selling, if he just selling dime bags and he making 60, 
Dude, that means by the end of the week, he still ain't broke through his ounce yet. $60 a day, bro. You can't get that off. Dude. That's that's not that's that's even horrible to say for uh, uh six hours a day. You saw a dime bag. <laughs> Think about that. Dude, but for six day. hours out of your out of your 24 hours, you sold six dime bags. Bro. Give it up. <laughs> Give it up. Bro. But mother was waiting all year to get that kind of money. They have a baby. They they bring a life in this world so they can have access to that kind of money once a year. And if they have two of them jokers, <laughs> they double up. All that just to get rid of the man who belongs in a home. Like, I don't want you. I want that child tax credit and some child support. I value... I, I, this money of, from the government more than I value you as a father. Instead of having you in my life and you being resourceful and providing for this family, I mm. want the government to take a portion of your money, a portion of it. Instead of me having access to all of it, I just want access to access to like a third of it. And I want to allocate it to the child, but I'm going to spend it on whatever the fuck I want to spend it on. And, what? and potentially fuck your life up too in the process because I'm gonna because I have I'm always gonna have a state's attorney cover me, but you gotta get hire your own attorney to fight me. For the chance that you can go to jail and not provide for that child ever again. Yep. It's, may- it's mayhem out here, boy. I still I-, I love you, black women. But right. we gotta do better, baby. Yeah, I, I love you. I really do. Gotta do do better too, bro. These brothers gotta get out here and like really find a purpose, man. They gotta understand they, they they position in this world, man. Move with purpose. Have intention, man. You gotta like you can't just be out. It's it's more than just getting out, getting out here getting money. Getting money is not. This it's the it's the minimum, the bare minimum of what a man should be able to do. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be out here really putting in the work. You know what I'm saying? You got to really, you got to really improve yourself. You got to position yourself. That's why a lot of women skills. Don't, that's why a lot of skills. Women don't respect us, bro. They don't respect us because a lot of us out here live in fire, bro. It's like we want, like, because our, our biological imperative, we're driven by our biological imperative, and that's to reproduce, men and women. But you have a lot of women, because women have that uh, natural anxiety of, of, you know what I'm saying, being prey. You know what I'm saying? It's a natural anxiety. That's why they, they, they had that natural inclination to kind of be hypergamous. They need that money to, to secure them. If, if, if money wasn't a thing, the other thing that we would need to survive off of, if let's say if money was replaced by fucking seashells, the man with the most seashells would get the most women. You know what I'm saying? So that is just, that's the natural imperative. That's how we, that's how we function. Like a woman is not, a woman's biological imperative to have the child is going to be attached to the fact that whether or not that child can be provided for, because if that child is secure, she's secure. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And vice versa. So that's why she they trust in the government the way they do, because at least that's a guaranteed check. That's you know what I'm saying? It's guaranteed housing, it's guaranteed food provision, stuff like that. Man, I hear that six, but and the man, is, <clears throat> man has been painted as being unreliable compared to that. Or a woman will chase a man who who 
may live a dangerous life, but he got a lot of money. He got a lot of resources. You see what I'm saying? But if, the, if her mind is already corrupted, she's not viewing it as such. She's viewing it as just opportunity to get the things that she wants because those things that she wants are, are trophies for her security. You understand? Nevertheless, you would still, you would rather choose the government's assistance rather than being with the father of the kids. If you've been, if you've been uh, indoctrinated in that way, yeah. If you don't have a skill set, if your family hasn't passed down any particular skills or traditions that kind of uh, laid a foundation for us, us uh, secure home yeah that's what that's what the that's what the the basic most bottom level of that existence looks like because under that would be like committing crime you see what i'm saying there'd be like going out there tricking off and being you know what I'm saying hooking only fans you know what i'm saying like when you know when you've already resigned yourself to the idea that you don't have much else to offer but that but you'll get the you'll get you'll probably get the most money you'll ever get because on the opposite side of that on the same level there are men who have not maximized their personal potential and all they have is money so they they rather spend their money to look at some ass because they don't have the they don't have the ability to talk to women they don't know how to treat women they don't they don't have the skills you see what i'm saying so now you have two people who have who lack skills interacting and they created an economy you know what I'm saying? That's a that's a whole economy. Because they out here making money, my guy. They, they getting it. They getting to it. They and, man, ain't they? And because women have like the sister code, they they help, even though they don't necessarily agree with their life, they'll never hold the other woman accountable for that type of decision making. That is a conversation for another time, my guy. She'll, she'll criticize her. You know what I'm saying? But that's her, that's my bitch. That's my that's my girl. My girl. That's my sister. Because men ain't shit. <laughs> he said because men ain't shit well, and, and what's meant by that is the fact that shit you paying for it why are you paying for it yeah and we we create the economy for it we don't if we don't buy it it don't sell <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's crazy bro it's wild out here man it's a fucking fucking jungle. Gorillas killing gorillas, bro. And, and and ladies and gentlemen, this is why this is why when we say if aliens do exist, they got to be looking at us like, look at these fucking monkeys, bro. They got all this potential to do use the very technology in their hands and look what they're doing with it. Look what they're doing with it. These motherfuckers create war. They they poisoning each other. Look how they separated by classism. They hate each other. They hate each other because they, they skin color. <laughs> Nigga, that's a wild. I wonder if horses and zebras ever have beef. I would love to see it. I would love to see zebras. it. I know zebras are way more violent than horses. The zebras, zebras will kill you. <laughs> a horse will knock your ass over. A zebra will murder you. That's crazy. Now you can't even you can't even breed a horse with a zebra. A zebra will kill a horse. I I I haven't seen a situation where a zebra or a horse was around each other. Can't say I have. I saw a documentary where they was uh, talking about that. It's about the science and like they they could probably. I think that the 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 there 
from what I understand it, they're, they exist in the same gene pool, but their genetics aren't necessarily that compatible because the zebras evolved in a particular way where it'll cause complications. Mm. There, there are some mixed breed horses, horses and zebras and shit like that. But in most cases, zebras are just so much more aggressive than horses. You know what I'm saying? I guess because of the type of type of environment zebras exist in. You know what I'm saying? Like zebras exist in the same fucking places, lions and lions, yeah. So they have they have apex predators like all around them. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what a well horse's natural predator is here or in in Arab nations and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I have no idea on that one, bro. So if a horse, if horses here don't have anything to fear, they don't have that uh, in, ingrained uh, natural survival instinct. Instinct, yeah. That's why they're more docile and shit. Yo, my guy, you know how close we are to three hours. My bad, my bad. No, no, no. I'm just saying we're getting close to it. We're getting close to it. Nah, you, you good, six? You good? Definitely didn't expect the conversation to go that way, but you know. I know, look, look when when you said this should, this would be a when you said this would be an interesting conversation, I was like, all right. Yeah, I was just thinking on it. I've been thinking on it the last uh, couple of days. I was and uh, earlier today, I was sitting on the couch, <clears throat> and a lot of these concepts was just flowing through my head because I had a conversation with my son when I got off work, and I was just like, all of this stuff is relevant. You know what I'm saying? And what you what you said and the way I perceived the uh, topic to be kind of like this kind of line up for me, the way I view it, because fear drives all this, all these different. All this shit. Yeah. You all this shit. When you move on, like there's a negative connotation when it comes to moving. In fear, but we kind of don't explore all the different ways that moving in fear impacts our life. You know what I'm saying? You, you nailed it. And, you know. We did it without covering slavery completely, but we did put it in there in a sort of certain way that was broken down for people to hear. To kind of contextualize it to kind of fit what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. We, we just it was good. It was good. And and again, we almost hit the three hour mark just with us just shooting the shit. Just us shooting the shit. Um, yeah, man. When I was thinking about, it, I was like, man, fear. It is like a controlled substance, right? You know, instead of just being a drug, it's it's, it's being used all around in everything we do. It's, I think it's a hormone in our brain that's triggered. I I, uh, absolutely. I don't know what it's called, but I do know that uh, if it's almost like uh, when people get serotonin hits and shit like that, dopamine hits. You know what I'm saying? From like likes on Facebook and Instagram, it's similar to that that addiction. Where somebody just knows how to push that button to, to generate and it just goes off. Right. And then all that's why you probably have like a lot. They say uh anxiety is fear of the future and depression is uh worry is memories of the past. Like you you, you know what I'm saying, reminiscing too much. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You're thinking about mistakes you done made and what and then the anxiety comes from worrying about what might happen next or what bad shit may occur. So, so that's anxiety. Okay. I thought that was depression when you when you when you can't see what's coming next and you depression. worry about it too much. Yeah, depression is the memory and anxiety is the unknown. Okay. Hey, I'm gonna go hit this here real quick, pimp. All right, go ahead. I mean, in fact, 
for this area. There's a lot of hoopers out there that are great. They're, they're, they're insane. For this area, they they, they deserve their legendary status. And, Man. And, the, and the main core reason why, like, I hate those debates or those, or those conversations about, like, if they played in the old NBA, I don't I don't agree with that because it, it was definitely a different NBA. It was way more physical. You know what I'm saying? And I, I see why a lot of the uh, rules had to change to kind of adopt, you know what I'm saying, the way the game played. Because once we started playing uh, small forwards and shit like that more frequently and the game got faster, it couldn't be as physical. You know what I'm it, saying? It, 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 so, again, it changed, right? You, you had Kevin Garnett that was seven feet small for he and, and could play all positions you had chris weber who could do the same thing like the game was changing so so much and it went from a, a more physical game to guys just trying to run up run up and down the court so it's like it's just going through transitions it got it's going through ebbs and flows of play styles you know what i'm saying like right now we're playing in the super it's always been super teams but this is more the super team era you know what i'm saying like now the formula is almost down pat it's been around long enough where you better have a formula for it you know what I'm saying? If you have opportunity to make superstars on your team and kind of like build their brand where they could become your superstar, now you could build your super team. You know what I'm saying? That's what people wanted for uh, D Rose. They wanted D Rose to be that superstar that they needed him to be so they could build a team around him. Because a team that actually gets to cultivate and develop its own superstar becomes like a, becomes a dream team to play for. That's a fact. That's a fact. If your team can't, if your team has a, a reputation for not necessarily being able to build its own talent, it's hard for people to come out of the, you know, to come to the league feeling confident about playing for that organization. Like they might have some optimism that they can bring something special to that team, but they know that if that team that they go to has a has a history of like breaking its talent, then they might end up broken too. Or they had yeah. that fear, they had that concern about being broken. And I feel like it's been like that with Mike. Like we have it, we have yet to see a prime player be here. Right. Like we've got, we've had like, and this is no disrespect to no basketball player. We've seen the C, the C level players and we've seen the B level players or the, uh, or, or, or I guess I could say the star level players, but we haven't seen another superstar since Mike. And the crazy part about it is we've had some great players come through this organization and they gone, they went on to be great but you've never seen anybody like really just come here and just own the flourish team. and then just own the team. It's like they're just part of the team. Yeah. And and, and Gordon was on the team. You know what I'm saying? Everybody talked about how Ben Gordon was going to be that guy and not to say not to take anything away from him, but he just wasn't Mike. You know what I'm saying? Uh it's just it, the list goes on, bro. It's just so many of them. And, and down to Derrick Rose, like we all we loved him. Loved him. But he, he had too many injuries to his knees, and it took him out of that, out of that upper echelon where people was looking at him like, "Yo, he he is that guy." Man, it would have been nice to have uh, Carmelo Anthony Anthony here if he would have signed that contract. And I think, another, or if it would have been LeBron. I think that another thing that factors in is the fact that for D Rose, growing up in a Chicago culture was not a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Because he really started to flourish and have a little bit more focus on his game after he left. You know what I'm saying? He, he wasn't he had a weight of the world on his shoulders playing for a team that was going to break him. True. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully he had took care of his health as far as eating because I, I heard he had bad habits here. And it's easy to have bad habits in Chicago. Bro. Especially if you're from here. Yeah, because you know all the spots. You know what I'm saying? You know the cuisine. And it's hard to like kind of, especially if you grew up eating what you wanted to eat, how you wanted to eat it. And you're always here to have it. 
It's, it's just different. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's about discipline. And, and that's what it is. That's what it is. Got to have your discipline. Yeah, everything in moder- everything in moderation. I think that's probably why, like, LeBron was able to uh, get his first chip in Florida outside of just a quote-unquote super team aesthetic, but him to just get away from home, get away from the, his his familiar uh, his familiar surroundings and put himself somewhere else and really having to, having to, I guess, perform in the presence of others that wasn't necessarily people that he grew up with. And, you know what I'm saying? That type of shit. Um, and, and then going to an organization where they already knew how to win. Yeah, exactly. They cultivated the team of champions. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why, like, uh, like Dwayne Wade is the guy that he is. You know what I'm saying? He's the, he's the, he's his era. He's his era superstar. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you take LeBron is his era superstar. Like he, he come in the same class as Carmelo Anthony. He's the superstar of his era. You know what I'm saying? Um, with Kobe and, and AI came in, you know, like that's a different era, bro. You know what I'm saying? You just look at it and see all the changes in play styles and stuff like that. And you can see like why that, that superstardom is kind of like, I think it might be one of the things where it's, it's necessary to have on the team. Now you gotta have your superstar if you really want to build your organization. Yes, sir. Now, nowadays. Yes, sir. That's a know, fact. That's, that's the only way people really trust even joining that team. You know what I'm saying? Because a young team that that's never done it may have potential to do it, but, but they never get over the hump. Never get over that hump. Cause what the confidence ain't there. The confidence comes from knowing you got that star on your team. For some reason, that's just how it how it works now. And now, now it's three of them. Man. I just I think I think uh they may not I, I don't think they're gonna get to the as far as the Lakers go, I don't think they're going to get all the way there. I don't think so either. It, it looked bad. It looked bad. You got R- Russell Westbrook. It's crazy how he put up all those triple doubles and you never notice how turnover prone he really was. Until you never somebody know. Out. You, <laughs> somebody, made a, somebody made a clips video and counted all his turnovers. Yeah. And uh, when it went public and it, it became like a real famous TikTok or whatever, then it became a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's a different era, bro. <laughs> it's a different era. You know what I'm saying? Like nowadays, you got like Scottie Pippen, like with his revisionist history. He's now he's t- telling everybody that he was the one that had the flu game. Yo, he tripping. I hope I hope he's just selling the book. I, I hope, hope he's just I, selling the book. I hope I only I don't man, I hope he's crazy. I don't even. I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> you said the further's extent, man. Because if he crazy, then I can excuse all of that. I can forgive no. it. Don't don't do that. Don't sell a book on the back of that. You know what I'm saying? Negativity. Like, if you don't like Mike, just say that, bro. Just say me and Mike ain't cool. Fuck that nigga and keep it moving. Because at this at this stage in the game, he has like lost all couth and he's just sound like a hater, bro. Uh, yeah, big time. You know what I'm saying? It like, sounds it sounds really bad, man. And it's entertaining to laugh at. No, it's not. I, it, it's it's disappointing. Nobody. It's but disappointing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, come on, bro. You you OG. <laughs> what are you teaching the youngsters? What do you, I mean? People are, people listen to you. People look at you. People are watching you. There's people who are hardcore Scottie Pippen fans, bro. 
I'm a Scottie Pippen fan. He earned, he earned that. He he the, he's the number one, number two in my book. Absolutely, and he he will be for a very long time. He can't he can't live with that. You the number one, number two, number twos are have been modeled between behind him. Yes. Uh-huh. And then Tracy McGrady recently said it. He said, "Man, I wish I had in Toronto with Vince. I could have been number two. He could have been number one." Well, they could have just worked out. They could have worked off each other. True. But but my man Scotty, like, what are you doing, bro? It looks bad. It looks real bad. I'm disappointed. Yeah, it's like it's a bad look. It's almost like your like your uncle hating on your daddy. <laughs> yeah, Scotty Pippen. Do you know that you led you you forgot? Did you forget that you led the Bulls one for one season while there was no Mike? Bro. And did a and did a great a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. Phenomenal. Scotty, Scotty Pippen, you are loved, man. Why would you jump out the window and do that? Nobody ever took that away from him. Nothing. No, you, fact, you can't. Matter of fact, people, what that did is it revealed how in- integral he was to the Bulls game. Like it, you couldn't just give all the credit to Mike. You dig know what I'm saying? He proved his value. How many? You mean, people- you mean to tell me, Scotty Pippen, you gonna go out and put up 17, 18 points a game with seven rebounds and seven assists and defend the uh, other best player, the best player on the other team, and run the offense? You know what I mean, so you gonna play three positions on the court, and then twenty years down the line, you gonna shit on the number one guy that you play right next to. <laughs> Instead of just owning how great you were in your moment. You could have sold that story a whole bunch of different ways, man. Scotty Pippen, didn't you didn't they give you that tape to look at before they released it on Netflix? You didn't see none of this stuff. <laughs> he he talking like they just ambushed him with a microphone <laughs> and cameras. And hitting him with questions. They came out of nowhere and he ain't had no control over his answers. <laughs> like they ain't tell me they was making no documentary. How you come in my house? You you didn't you, you didn't approve your likeness? You didn't approve none of the stuff that was being no said. Form, they gave him no forms to fill out. <laughs> they just dropped the footage. <laughs> Did they play it in silent like a Charlie Chaplin film? <laughs> Holy <laughs> not a charlie chaplin film holy shit yo like what are you doing <laughs> they punked me they came in this crib like like ashton kutcher and shit <laughs> they're like we just want to interview you real quick ah, yeah. i got your ass nigga right there mike jumps out from the back gotcha. <laughs> we got the footage let's go <laughs> like, come on scotty that's the take we need <laughs> Scotty, man, you loved. Hey, he wilding for that. Scotty is loved, though. Hey, that's crazy, though. Listen, his the love is not the love isn't the currency he wants. Man, listen, people were saying Tracy McGrady was you. Man, they were saying that at one point, uh, what's my man name? Grant Hill was you at one point. Yeah. yeah. They said you you play like uh, Scotty Pippen, but they, they said he played like Scotty, but they was hoping that he would end up being MJ. 
Scotty Pippen, you had one of the greatest roles of all time, man. One of the greatest roles of all behind, arguably, or the greatest player of all time. There's nothing wrong with being number two to that. You ain't the motherfucker he punched in the face, are you? Nigga, they, nigga don't even, he don't even understand. <laughs> you don't even understand, he's cemented. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not good enough. Dude, you're cemented. Now, you didn't win in Portland. You didn't win in Houston, and I get it. Jordan didn't win in Washington, so, you know what I mean? <laughs> but for that one season, Scotty Pippen, while you were by yourself, you 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 were you were talked about. It was questioned, like, "Yo, can is Scotty really that guy without Mike? Can he really do this?" Come on, Scotty, man, you tripping? You out here tripping, dog? Put that Jesus juice up, lock it away in the box, and don't 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 pick it up no more, bro. Jesus. Don't say nothing else about Mike, man. <laughs> Keep the name out your mouth, bro. Just, just don't do that. Don't go there. And I'm not saying that to protect me. I'm more of a I'm more of a Mike fan than a Scotty fan. Right, just man, just re- just revel in your own greatness. You are, you have ownership of your greatness. Not a lot of people can say they have an established amount of greatness. You concrete. No one can take that away from Scotty. Six time champion. All defense, first team. It's not many, not many players that average a career of what twenty seven and seven. The accolades he owns just individually. It's not even like he's under Mike's shadow. Like nigga, you ain't Craig Hodges. You Scotty Pippen. You Scotty fucking P- Pippen. You were the second point forward. Six eight, two hundred and twenty five pounds. Man. Moved up and down the court like a gazelle. It didn't even look like Scotty was jumping sometime when he dumped the ball. It just looked like he just got up. Huh. Scotty Pippen, didn't you take a court off the backboard? You tripping, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you tripping, bro. You out here wilding out. You out here wilding out, man. Don't use Mike to, to sell no book like that, man. I don't know if y'all was ever cool before, but I don't. I, you would need to explain that to me, my G. That nigga was like, Mike getting money off this documentary? That's bullshit. Nigga, tell your own story. Get your own documentary going. Get a, a Scotty Pippen documentary going. It's more, nigga, it's like three fucking uh, Dennis Rodman documentaries out here. And write a book. Nigga, why you wait this late in the game? Nigga, you got future out here looking, got you looking crazy. Got you out here looking super sour. Nigga walking around here, got his hair twisted up and shit like he like he 12 years old with dreads and shit. Like, bro, come on, man. OG. Looking looking like carrots, looking like a uh looking like uh was it Bert? <laughs> Sesame Street. Is that Bert with the with the with the cone here? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Bert is the uh yeah, the cone head one. Yeah, that's what he looked like. <laughs> Hey Bert. Hey Bert. <laughs> hey Bert. That's Scotty Pippen. 
Got Scotty out here right now, bro. Yeah, yeah wild, man, boy. Come on, Scotty. Oldest man at these young folks' party. What are, what are, what are we what are we doing in the community right now, man? I don't know, bro. What are we doing in the community? Not 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 what not nearly enough. <laughs> Apparently, we out here bullshitting. Man, somebody needs to take. It's like Scotty Pippen need an OG. <laughs> so I need to take him under his wing. Right, he needs to go talk walk, to Doc. Walk him around the block, drive him around the corner a couple times, and shit, talk to him like like the OGs used to do us. Yeah, hop in the car right quick. <laughs> Let me talk to you. Yeah, uh, Oscar Robinson or Doctor J need to sit that sit that young man down, bro, because he out here fucking it up. Your mama know you out here. <laughs> you know your mama know know what you're doing out here. Your kid, you know your kids see that shit, right? You know that, right? <laughs> then that slip a little money in his pocket. <laughs> Trying to be good. What would your granny say right now if she could see you out here out like this, Scotty Pippen? Hey, little nigga, hop in right quick. Let's take a take a ride with me. I'm gonna talk get, to get in the Maybach. Yeah. Ride around the corner and just discuss everything. Like, man. They got you all out here on ESPN and all these other shows. I hope, I mean, I, and I sincerely hope him and Mike are good. I hope this is all publicity, but Mike ain't said nothing. He ain't issued no statement. I hate, I hate for there to be another, because, you know, Mike is competitive. He probably got another number in the tuck or some shit that he about to bring out. Hey, Mike, since Scotty out here talking reckless, Mike's going to release the B-roll. Mm-hmm. It's going to be all the lost footage and shit. <laughs> all, the, all the shit that Scotty, all the questions Scotty fucked up. <laughs> Him slapping Scotty around in practice. Real, all, the, all the background footage from way back in the day. Still yeah. taking his car, all yeah. that shit. <laughs> Locking him in his locker and shit. Beating him up in practice when he missed shots. <laughs> yeah, like, see, I was trying not to put this out there, but since you, hey, you want to you go there, you know what I mean? Mike fucking his girl. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, with the cigar in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking. He's just getting dumb. Man, <laughs> Scotty in the background, like she said, she don't even suck dick. <laughs> Horrible. Now you can cut that part up. <laughs> nah, it stays, son. All right. <laughs> hey, that's a funny ass conversation. Yeah, it's funny, but it ain't because we, we expect more from our OGs. Yeah. They are, but they out here. They out here looking bad, man. They out here looking bad. Like you, you know, you wasn't supposed to say that. And and it's a fraternity of y'all. But see, this is a thing. You you had to see this documentary, the the documentary before it came out. Mm-hmm. There's no way a year and a half later, or a year later, that you decide. Oh yeah, I think I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna bash one of the greatest players of all time. And, and say all type of crazy shit about him. Scotty Pippen, man, you need to get out. What you need? You need you need therapy or something, man. Or or we need to let you and Mike catch the fade on national TV while we watch. I don't know. I don't know. If Mike gonna box him, man. Man, Mike probably hit his ass so hard. <laughs> Mike Mike will train for the fight. Mike, because he's such a perfectionist. Like, I'll fight you, and he'll go get like the best trainer, and and, and perfect his game, 
for for a, a five minute fight, he'll perfect that shit to professional level. You know, he'll it. get his hands registered as, as lethal weapons and everything. You know it. You <laughs> know won't, it. Won't even wear headgear. He'll come in. <laughs> Mike is the ultimate competitor. He is not gonna let you get that. He's not gonna just fight you. He's gonna perfect it. He's gonna learn six mixed martial arts styles. <laughs> he's gonna have some ground game any way you want it. He's gonna be able to. He's gonna be he, prepared to give it to you. He's gonna pick up that phone and dial Floyd. They gonna call Floyd Royce Gracie. Uh, <laughs> they were gonna be an MMA fighter when he done that boy. And wear your ass out, nigga. He gonna he gonna kick he gonna kick uh Scotty in his shin and shit gonna fold like Anderson uh Silver man. They gonna flop around like a fucking uh lawn chair. <laughs> shit just collapsed. <laughs> and Mike gonna smoke a cigar when he done. Yeah. Be sitting in the back doing the interview, smoking another cigar. I done took your bitch. <laughs> now I done broke your leg. What else you gonna do? Oh fuck. You wanna keep this going? You wanna keep this shit up? Like nigga, and I still got more footage I could release. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, I think this'll do it. This is another episode. This episode was a dub. This was hilarious. <laughs> With my motherfucking guest, my guy, my brother, my homie, 606. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, my brother. Peace, man. I appreciate it too, man. This was a good one. I kind of yeah. kind of just going off the cuff, saying random disagreeable shit, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um it's very informative and enlightening, but like- it was it, it, it was just really shit that needed to be said amongst the community because accountability starts needs to start uh coming back around yeah man we kind of owe it to ourselves as, as a community man we gotta just you know saying break free break the chains of fear and get some focus you know what i mean because that's what this episode was and it was in there if you heard it some of y'all ain't want to hear it but they were like that nigga said get off welfare he toxic <laughs> red flags nigga <laughs> red flags now <laughs> I ain't say all that. <laughs> Listen here. It ain't about getting off. I ain't gonna even get into that, but Man, it's a whole different you should be you should be doing something besides just squatting, squatting yeah. on that money. Everything should be attached to a plan. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we're done. <laughs> we done put up some uh some hours on this. Uh remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. That song is called Push, available at SoundCloud, I think iTunes, criticalmassmusic.bandcamp.com. Ladies and gentlemen, love yourself, love your family. Black women, I love you. Black men, I love you. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Rise above. Yes, sir. We out.